Niggas think it's sweet, but I keep it real to the bitter end Since a kid, I had family, I never had no friends Charged up, cause I stay a hundred, never to pretend If I did, I was holding back some tears when I was ten Every time I get some money, it's gonna make me wanna spend But that's just my personality, I gotta get it in I had thirty dollar checks, only job I ever quit But I still kept it legit until I bossed up again Ain't no L's ever stick, turn a loss to a win That's a yo, hustle, so yo, 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 what's good, what's happening? We back! Brand new episode of Black and Tops of the Culture. Episode Hondo, G. 100. Sir, yes, sir. 100, we in this bit. Glad to be able to just give you guys 100 episodes of this wonderful podcast. And just the fact that there's probably some people that have actually listened to all 100 episodes. Respect to you. Respect. Because that's that's a lot. That's a lot of just listening to all our voices. A lot of hours. A lot of hours. A lot of freaking hours. I don't even want to do the math. Um, and just also just hearing me go yo, yo, yo every episode and shit like that. But, of course, this is your boy Chris J. Glad to be back. Got the boy DC on here. He do racked up like your boy. We got Cam on here. Cream shit. On, on his uh, cyberpunk slang shit, and then we got Trail Savage here looking like the, with the white tee on, crispy. Yeah. Oh yeah, you ain't a real nigga unless you wear white tee at least once to a public function. Um, <laughs> I got my Goku flag at half staff. R.I.P. My nigga broke. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know we're going. It's like sudden, but a lot of you people who watch anime and and all of that, y'all kind of like wrestling too. R.I.P. Brody Lee, also known as um, Luke Harper. He passed away just literally we just learned like an hour ago so prayers out to him and his family tough loss non-covid reasons so but prayers out to him and his family and all the whole wrestling community we'll talk about that more on threes from the ring uh but glad to be on here quick pluggers 35 percent off on all your tweaking media merch 35 percent off from till this till january 6th you get 35% off, then after that's gonna be some other promo. But make sure you copy some merch. It's on Teespring. Type in you tweaking media. We will pop up and you copy a t-shirt, a hoodie, long sleeve, whatever it is. We got it. More merch is also gonna be on the way as well, so be on the lookout for that. But we got a lot to talk about on this episode. It's gonna be our year-end review. Um so we're not really even gonna do reading, watching, and playing like we normally would, but we do got stuff that we technically read, played, and watched to talk about. So we're going to go ahead and talk about Wonder Woman, which dropped yesterday. Oh, by the way, Merry Christmas as well. Once again, Merry Christmas. Came out yesterday happy, on Christmas on HBO happy Max. Happy New Year's, right? And Happy New Year's, New Year's as well. Year's, right? So yeah, Happy New Year's for those Happy later. holidays regardless. Happy holidays if you celebrate Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, and all of that. So, yeah. But Shout out to the real Prince Day, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Umar too, G. Uh, hope y'all didn't have a white Christmas. If y'all wish for a white Christmas, G, y'all was on one, bro. And, hey, we got to talk about that. But Wonder Woman dropped yesterday on HBO Max. And for those that decide to uh, risk catching COVID and go to the movie theaters. And... Feel sorry for y'all. Hey, man. Y'all did, especially because you could have just 
Went to the liquor store the day before Christmas. Got you some liquor. Y'all could have got some food, your groceries and all of that. And had some nice little food on your on your TV. If you had to watch it on your phone, it'd be that way sometimes. But you could have did that as well. But hey. But Wonder Woman came out. And we watched it. A lot of people watched it. Very critical. A lot of people were freaking critical of the uh, movie in itself. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I think right now the user score is like in the 60% range, I think. <laughs> so, I mean, that could be worse. Yeah. It could be I mean, worse. That's slight oil. I was going to say that's slightly above average, but you know. Yeah, well, with the U.S. Tomatoes, education system, that is slightly above as you average. You so. passed. You, yeah, yeah, you passed. A D is a passing grade. Sure. You can get a degree with a D, so. Hey, sure. I call, hey that's how I got by in some classes when I didn't give a damn. So, yeah, but it's it's coming out with mixed reviews. Some people was like, yo, this is trash. Some people saying it's the greatest movie ever. Some saying it is yeah. what it is. But we're just here to tell you guys how's what we think of it. So, uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. I don't give a shit. Uh, I like the movie. Um, I would say also like so. I try not to watch this shit with a critical mindset. That's not me, right? Because immediately when you think of DC, you want to think of how they're gonna fuck this shit up this time. I want to watch this shit like that, right? <laughs> um, I watched it. Like, I don't have a problem with the movie. I told Ken, I'm like, I'm going to sleep on it, see how I feel in the morning. In the morning, I was like, it's a little bit of mid. But it's not like the bad mid of, it's like, I wasted my time watching it. It was like the mid of, like, you know what? It was fine. Right. I'm going to go watch it again. Nah. Hell no. Um, okay, a few takeaways real quick, because, like, the plot of the movie was stupid. So I don't really care about that plot. I care about the things that's going around it. It was decent action scenes, except for a few. The flying scene was awkward as shit. And her running was really, really fucking weird. I'm going to talk about um, that running. <laughs> yeah. Um, real <laughs> quick about the... I know I said I don't talk about the plot, but one of the reasons I'm not the biggest fan of this movie is because I hate the plot of superheroes not having their power for 90% of the movie. I hate it. too. <laughs> I, I hate Corny. it. I, just, I know niggas love Spider-Man too. They like to... To, to, to talk about how great Dr. Octavius was a villain. I don't like the movie. Why? Because Peter Parker, not Peter Parker. Well, no, Peter Parker is being Peter Parker instead of Spider-Man. No, Toby Maguire is being Peter Parker. So, like, <laughs> I just, it's awkward. Yeah. It's like, I can't hear to see Spider-Man do Spider-Man stuff. Not some dude had depression because he can't watch Lane. The same <laughs> thing for Wonder Woman. Um, and then the other thing, like, I understand it was the 80s. That's what Tyler told me when I said this. It's the 80s. So, yeah. But not everybody in the 80s was misogynistic, bro. They, yeah. they they turned up the misogynistic value. Yeah, it was like, oh man, I think like, <laughs> the Me Too movement is good. I think like outing misogynistic characters is characteristics was great. Ain't got mm. no problem with that. But every nigga in that movie, except for the main villain and uh, whatever the dude name is, that's, Captain Kirk. Yeah, Captain Kirk. Um, <laughs> like was massage like. Old girl was nobody wanted to crack shorty, but some random nigga in the park was like, you know what? I hit that. I'm and horny. Tried to saw her. <laughs> yeah, that made no sense. She literally pulled her hair back and took off some fucking a skirt. Everybody in that building wanted to pull her across the wall. I understand she she technically is like Diane, but yeah, I can understand it. Lastly, the movie plot to me was a Disney Pixar plot, but in DC. 
which is weird because <laughs> it has a subtle thing. Like some of the things you wish for might be, you know, you want what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, be careful what you wish for, and two, yeah. don't cheat. You can't cheat the system. Like old cheetah, she cheated the system. No pun intended. And whenever you try to cheat, it takes something from you if you see it or if you don't. You know, it started off with the scene in the beginning. But other than that, like I said, I don't rate shit. So there you go. Look, it's a man out of ten. Hold on, wait, hold on. I got you, Dave. You have the choice. I got you. I got you. He's alright, but he's not real. He's alright, but he's not real. That was the most confusing thing <laughs> of the whole movie was the, the Maxwell Law yeah. plot. Made no sense. We still don't even know folks' motive. Um, but lastly, if you have the choice of paying for this movie or having somebody HBO subscription and watching it for free and not caring mm-hmm. afterwards, have the latter. So, yeah. Please. All right, I'll go. Uh, Daytra pretty much broke down the plot. The plot was pretty weak. For uh, It was really weak. For a comic and book movie? For a comic book movie, yeah. It's like, in terms of just... Like, I hate to compare. And especially, like, you niggas are probably going to get mad if I say, you better not compare it to a Marvel movie. But I can at least sit there say most MCU movies have a, a solid, at the very... Uh, at least, most, 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 most solid. Okay, right. a so decent. I say this movie, this movie's way better than Iron Man three. It, okay, I, two, that's why I said some and most. Like so <laughs> it's not Thor two, Chris. <laughs> it was it, ass. Do you notice I said most and some, and the <laughs> ones y'all bringing up are some of the worst ones. Damn. See, <laughs> but <laughs> y'all literally brought the worst ones that wasn't gonna be part. But what's the plot of Ant Man two? I can tell you about Ant Man. Ant Man Two. The plot for that is called. <laughs> like hey, it's called Find the Quantum Verse, nigga. <laughs> it's called that. That's the, that's the plot. We found the Quantum Verse, nigga. <laughs> Shit, but uh, but yeah, in terms of this movie, I really don't know like what they were going for. I guess in terms of the plot, like the villain just popped up. He was a cornball. He was a loser. This is my this is my part. That was Mando though. Who? That was Mando. That's fucked up. That's the dude who played Mando. Wow. Pedro, something. Wow. Uh, he got a bag. I give him that. Uh, stick to uh Star Wars, my nigga. But um, how can I say this? My boy Maxwell Lord. For one, the name is fire. But when they introduced him as Mister Lord, I'm like, the Ch- and I tweeted this: the Chicago in me was not did not approve of a white man being called Mister Lord. <laughs> it, no, I wasn't going for that. G. No white man should ever be called Lord. I don't care what your what it is, bro. You're not a lord. He's not, you, he's not white though. He's Mexican. Same thing either way. I, <laughs> honestly, I was confused. <laughs> and then Lord ain't even a Mexican Latino he name. He white man. though. <laughs> yeah, not, they were yeah. portraying. They were trying to portray a white man. Yeah, I'm like, gee, he was white, and then his yeah. son looked Filipino. I was like, bro, what is going on? <laughs> what was up with the casting? <laughs> so. I did, like his motive just confused me. I was like, okay, he saw the little wishing thing. It was like, all right, cool, whatever. But his name being Lord, but I found him as the most interesting character, more than Wonder Woman at times, because Wonder Woman became a oh, I need my boo. That literally was her plot for most of the movie. Her role was, I miss my boo. I know her her role was, I need some dick. Literally, <laughs> literally, I needed some dick. I missed it for years. I've been focused on working and doing all this other stuff and being Wonder Woman, but I need some dick. 
Also, I didn't appreciate the fact Wonder Woman threw that innocent black girl in the beginning. I don't care if she did have guns <laughs> pointed towards her. You have them little bulletproof gauntlet thingies. Use them, motherfuckers. G. You didn't have to toss that black girl for no reason. So, anyway. Uh, action scenes were cool, but my main gripe was the CGI in that shit, oh G. That God. shit was so wishy-washy and ugly looking, bro. I was like, yo, they serious for real? Like, this is... Cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like they did an update with Cheetah G because Cheetah wasn't didn't look like that in the trailers. If no, I no, she didn't look correctly. like that in the trailers. So clear, mm-hmm. they did some COVID updates. I was like, bro, y'all ass tweaking. What yo? What if the HBO Max version was not the theater version? G? I don't think it was. I, that would be I, fucking I, hilarious. That would be hilarious. <laughs> they said so it's well, a downgraded version. Like, yeah, dude, what if this I was? I honestly this... think it was downgraded. It looked downgraded. Because we got the what? We got the seven ninety nine version. We got to get. We the, got the. Uh, we got the PS four Cyberpunk version. While the theater got the I PC think version. The running scene. That running scene looked like yeah. if I put Chris in front of a green screen, I tell him run the place. <laughs> it did. Gee, that running. Okay, if you ever it if did. you ever play Enter the Matrix, G, that's how they they, they how that's how they ran. G, everybody ran game. like it was Enter the Matrix. That was a flame game, though. It was, but the niggas ran like shit. <laughs> like I hated how niggas ran in that game. So everybody, the running scene was weird. The action scenes were fire. It was just you had to kind of ignore the CGI in it in itself. Um, Barbara's motives, I understand. She was a nerd, corny. but it was like, what the hell, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like come on now. Okay, quick. I know I said I was gonna shut up, but ain't that counterintuitive? If you try to be like, man, these niggas are misogynistic, but the shorty and the plot want them to have attention, want to get attention from them same niggas. That was part of my critique. <laughs> problematic. <laughs> I was about to. I was about to that stuff was problematic. Um, but and then the first hour of the movie was just so whatever. The first hour was just so whatever. The second half started picking up. Um. It was just funny just seeing a white man literally do what George Bush did and uh, George uh, Bush Jr. did in the 80s. That's literally what's the plot of the movie. Lord was George Bush. He tried to get the oil. He wanted the power. He caused wars. If you look at everything, <laughs> it was literally 2000 to 2004. or two th- Whenever Bush got, uh, got out of office, 2008. That literally was what this man did all within one movie all together uh but it was it's cool cool like <laughs> <Dog. laughs> yo funny as hell G. this reticence was so ass bro <laughs> cam y'all probably know this i gotta ask y'all a question about something though so apparently there was a problem with her saving one of them arab kids it's something that with with Gail Gadot though. It's something, Gal Gadot? yeah, because she had a problem. I think it involves the Israeli thing, you know, Ooh. the Palestine and oh, Israel. Yeah, the that sensitive topic, which we're yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna look into it. I don't feel like we're going not even touch it. <laughs> but some people was pointing that out on Twitter too, and saying that director is, is a psychopath. <laughs> well, it's a favorite the director, but it was just it's a, it's it's not bad yet. It's not good. It's not even great. It just it was it was cool. It was cool. Like I'm not gonna rewatch it. I'm not I'm glad I didn't have to go to the movies to see it. 
I guess. <laughs> but I'm mm. I'm like it, it was cool. It was a cool movie. That's all I got I'll say. go second. I mean, a third. All right, go ahead but, and third. Um, like, I'll start with the good. I When I first watched it, I enjoyed it. Granted, I was looking at my phone throughout the movie, especially the first hour, and I was, like, cracking jokes the whole time oh, and talking to people. We was <laughs> so it wasn't as bad when I first watched it. I'm like, oh, it was, it was a decent movie. But as I thought about it more and, and talked to my mom, like, there's that plot is horrible. And uh, the, the main takeaway... I hate that ending. Like, I'm furious at that ending. That was trash. Um, we get, like, two minutes of Cheetah. It, this, the thing that makes no sense to me is that the entire time, you didn't build up anything with the son. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he, he says, Daddy, two times, and you stop. That little, that little nigga is a that, teleporter, too, G. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was on the freeway. Then you go out the bush, no, the uh, forest. Yeah. <laughs> strategically right in front of him. It makes no sense. And then also that little nigga. Um, and then the little nigga made, like, two wishes. He looked at the camera, looked him in the eyes like he said, and said, Daddy, come home. Like, bro, why didn't you That's get another thing. That's the second time where you someone made more than one wish. Where like Cheetah oh, yeah. had two wishes, the son had two wishes. Um, I forgot the other situation, but the the system or like the power system was wishy washy, was hand wavy as hell. Yeah. Um, my like what they should have did was when he wished the Rock for him to become the Rock, he should have had like mystical powers. He was just a regular nigga the whole time. He was coughing up blood and his eye yeah. was red. He thought it was gonna lead to something. He's just magically fine. When he's having everybody make wishes, when he was keeling over and coughing up blood from like two niggas, like that's it's inconsistent. Um, Wonder Woman, I my dad hates um, the actor that plays Trevor. I forgot his name, Chris Pine or whatever. Oh, Captain Kirk. Um, and he said he over my dad. Yeah, my dad hates him as an actor, and he says he overacts. And I was I'm usually I like dude, but I feel like he was doing the most. In the scenes, I don't know if you notice if you rewatch it, like there'll be like those the scenes where like Wonder Woman's looking at him and he's looking at her and he's like looking like this into the camera. It just it didn't feel romantic at all. Everything seemed kind of corny. Yeah. Um, there'll just be scenes where Gal Gadot's just staring and it's like, oh look how pretty she is and uh, majestic and it's just you they're trying too hard to portray her to be strong, like Daytrail said that. That flying scene was ugly. I felt like it was colder in the trailer. What happened to that scene where she was flying on the, the Thunderbolts? I don't remember that. <laughs> I told y'all we got we the PS4 that. version Cyberpunk of this movie, bro. <laughs> we got the, we got the and 70, she has invisibility. Yeah, the visible jet shit thing that they did in that one scene. I was yeah. like, when did she? Why didn't she use? Why didn't you use that later in the fight? You could make yourself invisible, oh, slap her up, she was walk weak. up in there and push dude. She, Another thing. She, she needed dick, so she was weak. <laughs> Another thing real quick. Sorry, DC. When dude, well, okay, I, she got Cheetah out the way. And she in there, yeah. and it gets windy in that place. Were you just in the wind? You was in the f- sky. That was mystical. Yes, she was. That was that Honey, was you struggling against the wind yeah. of that dude. Why was she using the whip? You could have just jumped up in there. You're stronger than the whip. Like, but that just was like stomping the ground and walk forward. That was like mystical, get the fuck out my way, Wonder Woman wind. 
she can't do nothing against that. <laughs> right. Oh, and F that armor, bro. That that golden armor was trash. <laughs> that golden armor is trash. Uh, in the flashback, you had human men pressing that other Amazon, beating um, up the wings, and then you had Cheetah subtle. just pick them apart. Real subtle. Oh yeah, don't you I get the, the, okay, did you get the message though? Yeah. Men can't pierce. Yeah. Men can't pierce what women can. Mm. Mm. That's probably what it was. But <laughs> women power. The, 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 I said like the all the promotional ads. I thought the armor was gonna do some shit, and it didn't do anything. I, it, was it was just, just for show to sell toys. It was just that for sure. Uh, Chris, was, remember the bleach? The garbage. Bleach, the Ichigo. Oh, no, what you say? The, the, you got that uh, fucking second bankai that we never. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Then the yeah, next just... panel slice. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Then they fix it and then break it again. So, but um, yeah, it's just it's a lot of inconsistencies. But like with Daytrail, I'm not gonna um, I enjoy the movie. I gave it a seven. I'm not gonna hold it to any standards because it's getting kind of. It's getting kind of corny now because we're expecting these superhero movies to have like um, top tier plot. I'm not saying you guys, but everybody else. And um, not not every superhero movie is going to do that. All right. And I don't think we should expect that at all, especially moving forward. It's supposed to be entertaining. It's for the kids. So it, it did but its it job to entertain wonderful. me, but. The second yeah. half of the movie did a good job entertaining. The first half was like. Movie should have been one hour, low key, because I didn't need that beginning portion oh, at all. God, so, yeah. but and they they all made right. a two hour and like twenty movie minute movie for like three 30. hours. That was on thirty one minutes. I think it over oh. for real. Uh, yeah. Felt longer, but yeah, that's it for me. All right, uh, try to get all my points together. So I'm gonna talk about the thing that I like the most about the movie, which was the concept of the main villain. I think that he had the best power concept that I've seen in in a movie in a while, which is the fact that he manipulated the power structure so that it's like, I'll give you any wish you want, but I'm gonna take shit away from you. Like when he went to, what was that place? India or whatever. Um, And then dude was like, I want my land back. And then he was like, I'll give you a land back. You give me your security, though. And then he went to the president. He was like, what do you want, Mr. President? I want nukes, 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 dude. And he was like, all right, cool. I'll take your power. Like, I like that concept. The execution, bad. But I really did like the concept of someone, a villain, having that type of power structure. Um, so that was, to me, that's the best part. Um, and I'm going to compare this movie to its predecessor, Wonder Woman 1, because it's fair. Same director. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a sequel. First movie was way better. First movie, I give it 8 out of 10. This movie is not an 8 out of 10. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk about the weak shit. Wonder Woman's character, mm, I don't know. You trying to do female empowerment, but her entire character arc was around, revolved around wanting dick. What does that say? She wants dick and she loses power. Is that supposed to be the message? Like, stop seeking dick and women won't get power. If that's it, you nailed it. But show that. Cheetah's character, abysmal. Like, garbage tier. I'm talking about, like, I can understand. So if you're trying to go for the angle, like the whole, when they did the exposition shit and like, oh, God of deceit, um, you wish for it, you want more. I can understand if that's like kind of led, but like, 
I think the perfect audience for this movie was my mom. And even my mom was like, this don't make no sense. Why is she, why is her character do such a 180? She was a nerd, nobody ass nigga. Day one and day two, she like cream of the crop. Everybody want a piece of that skinny booty ass. Like what the fuck is going on, G? Like this is like if in Spider-Man 1, Toby Mogar got bit by the fucking spider and then the very next day you take those scenes from Spider-Man 3 when after he got dumped by Mary Jane he walks out the building he's like yeah and you put that in Spider-Man 1 that's how drastic the character change is and it's like and then you know her wearing the leopard print clothing and shit like that that's like him going out and buying a pet tarantula the next day let's get it Spider-Man like come on dude like this is like highly buried Catwoman levels of embarrassment G in that movie, you know why they didn't portray Catwoman well. It's like we get it; she's a cheetah. Um, the misogyny shit that like they chose talking about. There's ways to handle it, right? Like I'll give a good example: Black Panther. Black Panther did a really great job of portraying uh, one of the struggles that, when it comes to the black community, African American community as a whole, you have the whole stigma of black Americans versus Africans, right? You see that being portrayed in Black Panther when you have that conversation with Killmonger and uh, T'Challa. He's like, those are not our people, you know? So subtle. But in Wonder Woman, it's like in your face. Misogyny is bad. Like she's walking through uh, every dude in town is like, whoa, girl, you look hot. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, the scene where she meets the dude who assaulted her just randomly out in the street and she beats the yeah. shit out of him like come on bro like there's ways to handle it like you did it well in the first movie the no man's land scene perfect example of female empowerment but in this movie it's like you took it way, you 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 were like like at a five in subtlety in the first one you were like 11. um i don't know how cheetah became cheetah like what was her second wish I, like, I know she said that I want to be the apex predator. I want to be on top of the world. But that that correlates into becoming a human, a humanoid cheetah. But if it, you know, the, the, which they did a horrible job explaining other than when Maxwell Lord was that when you wish for something, it takes something from you. So I guess it took her humanity away. But it turned but, her into a cheetah? But it turned her into a cheetah. They did a horrible job explaining the whole entire But why story. a cheetah though? Cheetahs aren't apex predators. They had to give her a reason why to. But you know what I would be cool with if she was the villain cheetah. You know what I would been cool with if she just wore cheetah print for the rest of the movie. I would have been cool with that. You want to know why? Because it has no reason her transforming into a fucking cheetah out of nowhere. Like she literally walks yeah. out the place where dude is doing the whole like movie. I mean the whole telecasting thing, and then the next scene she's a cheetah, and they have this horrible CGI fight. Action now, is. If now, if she in the movie, like if that was known, like every time we seen her prior to the wish, she got some cheetah print on her bed, got some cheetah yeah. print pillows or something like that, then it'll work. I wouldn't mind if she turned into a cheetah. But like it did, it did literally come out of fucking thin air. It, it was like to someone who doesn't know comic books, like my mom, like my mom, right? She's like, what the fuck is happening, right? Um, <laughs> and action was okay. The White House action scene was decent, but everything else, just to wrap it all up. This movie was like it like i don't want to say it, it's not terrible right like because you compare it to some of the other dc shit that i don't seen it's not that bad 
Would I watch it again? No. I would watch the first Wonder Woman movie again. Yeah, I really like that movie. But I would not mm. watch this this one again. Um, so it's mid. But taking into account some of the really bad choices for the plot, I'd say this movie is slightly below average. So I was going to give it a five, but I'm going to give this movie a four out of ten. I think that this is just it's slightly below average. It's, it's not terribly bad, but it's damn near not, to me, it's not like good or it's not great material because there's a lot of shit that if you take the time that we don't have enough time to go into, to really not, not you don't even have to deep dive. It's just shit that's out in the open, like the awkward dialogue, the flimsy uh, chemistry between uh, Captain Kirk uh, and Gal Gadot, like shit like that. It's just a lot of negatives that outweigh little positives throughout the movie that we that we forgive because it's comic book dc wonder woman shit so yeah four out of ten for me if you have hbo max or you can still off somebody do it but do not go see this movie in theaters it's not worth the 30 plus dollars that you go spend but this shit is not yep so uh and i'm pretty sure some dc nerds who probably sitting there like how dare you sit there and say this is a four and all of that all i'm gonna say is this Get off that nigga dick, man. Got this. It's okay. Y'all not paying my bills. I don't get no fuck. Exactly. Like, we're just being very honest. Literally, I was very vocal on this podcast how I kept lowering Endgame by the week for like two weeks straight because the Russo brothers won't shut the fuck up. So, I just want you niggas to know it's okay. We're critical of Marvel, too. We are. And we're we're not anti-feminist. We do not dislike this movie because it's it's female, like nope. none of that shit. Because no. hey, it's like I said before, the first movie is fucking phenomenal. Yep, when you just drop the ball. Uh, exactly. Speaking of, we critical on Marvel movies. I'm like anti. How the fuck I just get hit by? A we car? know, and Datra is anti superhero <laughs> movies to the max. Comic book movies. So I don't. I'm not. I, I just don't really like comic book movies anymore. But the shit was. And to a more casual audience like my mom. She didn't really like the movie like that too. She did like the after credit scene because that was a callback to oh, her childhood. Carter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she 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 really liked that scene. So shout out to them for that mm-hmm. nice little callback. But you wasn't even hitting the casuals. Mm-hmm. So 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 yeah. Enjoy like hey. Y'all, well, I want to say y'all got y'all bread because I, I don't know how much <laughs> they already got paid. They got paid up front. So but um yeah. That's Wonder Woman. G. It's, it's 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 a pack of mid man, but. It be that way sometimes. Moving on, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, also known as Cyberpunk 3077, because that's how many uh, Cam is at. Um, Crash Simulator. Crash no, I'm simulator. at 31, actually. I didn't put it because, you know, the news came out that y'all was talking about. I didn't put it in the chat, but I got uh, well, I throw in. I'm, I'm going to throw in what athlete that wore 31. Hopefully, I can find one. <laughs> but uh, it's been, what, three weeks now? So it's, it, we could... We can honestly give an honest review. I'm gonna let Cam do the bulk of the talking because he did finish the game. I think Daytra is still playing it as well. I don't really have much to add. Um, like I'm still enjoying it. It's just I've had six crashes altogether. So I'm gonna give you guys an update on my crash count. In total, that means we got over 50 crashes. That's combined. And Lord knows, I don't even know how many Chaz got. For all I know, but he, he didn't have that many crashes. I'm surprised. Shout out to his PS4. Uh, and that's on PS4, by the way. <laughs> but so that's let's just PS5. say about about sixty altogether. I Did guess you they crash the trail. <laughs> I keep I fucking blowing up, G. 
<laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so I'll let you guys take over from here on y'all on y'all cyberpunk review. All right, so since I finished the game, I can give a uh, you know what I'm saying I, you know what I'm saying people wasn't they had me down, bro. They said you couldn't beat cyberpunk, and I said the only person <laughs> who could beat me is me, nigga. And I, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. I will say this: it is a damn shame what CD Projekt Red did to this game. A damn shame. I'll say this out the gate: if CD Projekt Red didn't fuck up the way they did with this game's release, I'll give this game an easy 8 or 9 out of 10. And to even further insinuate that, I would say that I like this game more than Witcher 3. Even with the bugs and the glitches and shit like that, I think this game, to me, I enjoyed it. I mean, I beat it. <laughs> I didn't beat Witcher 3. So, like, I think that this game was... A more better experience to me than Witcher Three. Um, so I'll start with uh, the positives, right? The story, more specifically, um, and there's gonna be some slight spoilers. I try not to spoil too much. Like I'm not gonna spoil the ending, uh, but the Johnny Silverhand and B relationship to me carries this game, like. Keanu Reeves nails the role of Johnny Silverhand, the interactions that you have, and it's you can choose how you approach Johnny. You can be a complete asshole to him throughout the entire game, or you could be like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I like you. I like your cut. Um, but I think that with with that being said, the other characters, well, more specifically, a lot of the side characters are very hit and miss. Um, I'll give a good example, like the characters that they introduce to you, like the romance options, you have four romance options in this game, basically a straight gay option for both the male and female. Um, and for the, for the, both the male, like both the, the straight female option and the gay male option, um, River Ward and Carrie something, I forgot his name, uh, Eurodyne. They're introduced completely through optional side quests. So you can go throughout the entire game without ever interacting with them. And to me, that is a huge detriment to their characters because they're not like Judy and they're not like Pan Am, where you meet them through the main you you meet them through the main character, you get introduced to them, and they're kind of tied into your I'm dying storyline, right? Whereas River and Carrie are just kind of like there. And like I don't see any romantic chemistry. Oh, the side note: female V is a fucking asshole. So I romance because you know I ain't fucking romance no damn dude. Fuck that shit. Uh, I romance Judy, and then I went and did the river side quest. And like the final side quest, he takes you up on this like satellite tower thing. But the whole time they're like flirting with each other. They're like, oh, we going out on a date. We going out on a date. And then they get onto the fucking top of the tower, and he's like. So V, you know why I brought you up here, right? And then the freaking dialogue option that you have is is friends. Bro, I feel so I so I felt bad because as a man, like, damn, bro, like that's tough, right? But like 
I'm not romancing no fucking dude, you best be sure of that shit, right? So, uh, but it's kind of funny because the same thing applies to Pan Am because Pan Am is strictly dickly. Uh, so, like, the options that you have with female V with Pan Am, when you try to, like, do a little, you know what I'm saying, let me get in them guts, he goes, like, nah, friends. Uh, shit is funny. Um, and uh, Judy, I really like Judy. Like, I think to me, Judy is probably one of the best side characters in the game. Uh, when you kind of go through her path, and them eyes are dangerous, she got some dangerous ass eyes. Um, but that's that. So, I'm, I'm on my second playthrough now. I've done a full playthrough with the female, and I'm doing it with the male just to see some different play out different scenarios and you know different romance options and that's one thing i say was is a really huge positive of this game um one good example is the voodoo boy shit so in the female path like i went through the whole theater section i killed the net runner and then you find out that the voodoo boys basically tricked you like you were supposed to die during that mission and then you do the whole interaction with Bridget and alt and you kind of just go out your merry way. That's what I did. When I did the mail route, I actually ended up talking to the net runner. And what he does is he removes your like the malware that the booty boys get on you. And you go back to them. You talk to Bridget. You do the, the sequence where you kind of go back into Johnny's past and his interactions with Alt. And then the then you find out that the net runner spiked you. And basically everybody in there, like it basically ended up killing a whole bunch of voodoo boys while they were inside the simulation. And then you ended up fighting uh Placide, which I enjoyed because fuck them voodoo boy niggas. That shit pissed me off the first time I played this <laughs> mission. You ain't go, you is not go dupe me. So I had, I was so good. I have felt so great killing all them niggas. Um, and there's just a lot of little soul things like that. Um, and depending on like what stats you put in to like your intelligence, cool, all this other shit affects the dialogue options. Um, just really nice, subtle things that they put into this game to really spice up and really personalize your playing experience. Um, Gameplay-wise, stealth still fucking sucks. I'm not going to change that. Um, I'm not doing, the, like, to even to put it in perspective, I have not done a single one of those um, combat, fist-to-fist -fist combat side missions, and I'm not doing it because that shit is ass. Um and the gun gameplay pistols are overpowered <laughs> they trail showed me the freaking comrades hammer and it's kind of funny the very first side mission that you told me to do i found the blueprint for the comrades hammer and i upgraded that shit and i'm just one shot in everybody with the, <laughs> with the with the perk with the perk that you get to increase your tech damage and the, the handgun and crit chances Pistols are absurdly broken in that game. So if you're doing a if you're doing a gameplay and you're like, which guns are good, which guns are good, go with pistols. Um, and to kind of wrap this up, um, the ending of the game to me is so. When I was first playing this game, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. But honest to God, that ending was one of the best things i've experienced in any video game i've played this year oh. and i don't be capping when it comes to shit like that i really did enjoy the ending sequence of this game i'm not gonna spoil it because they trail and chris aren't there yet and i want them to experience it but super light spoil you get choices right so you get basically you get a johnny route 
you get a route where Pan Am helps you, and then you get a route where you um, go corporate. You let corporate help you. Um, and then there's some other choices that you can do in between when you get further into that route where you can kind of kind of choose your own, more choose your own ending. But for me, the Johnny ending was bittersweet, uh, to say the least. The final cutscene was kind of confusing. Um, but I will say that I think the Pan Am ending, there's some other endings that I don't know about. Like, I don't think it's just the three or five or however many endings there are. But I really do think that Pan Am ending is freaking phenomenal, um, especially like depending on your romance options. Like I chose Judy, so and Judy wanted to get out of Night City, so when I chose the Pan Am route, she ends up going with you out of Night City. Super light, small spoilers, but she ends up going with you out of lights, out of uh, Night City, um, and you get like some credit sequences, very nice from Judy. Uh, so that's that. And uh, the second playthrough I'm playing with the male, I chose the nomad route because everybody's choosing fucking street kid. So I don't need to see shit from there. Um, from the streets. <laughs> uh, but like, it's even more so. And actually choosing the nomad route, you get a lot of great dialogue choices with Pan Am because you're a nomad too. So uh, that's pretty cool. So all in all, I'll say this, right? For my final score for Cyberpunk. Um, do I think you should get this game? If you have a PS5, if you have a next-gen system where you have the best of the best PC, you, you can only really get it physical if you're trying to get a PlayStation version. Uh, but uh, I would say if you can get over, because like the perfect analogy for this game, it's it's a per, it's a it's a pearl within an oyster covered in shit. If you can get if you can get past that shit you you will find that hidden gem that cyberpunk is um and it sucks because i really would be giving this game like an eight or a nine out of ten because i really fucking enjoy i mean i'm playing a second playthrough of this game for crying out loud of a western rpg that's how much i've enjoyed my experience playing this game so for a final for my final rating because i get i'd be giving ratings because i love that shit um I'm gonna take out one point for every ten crashes I've had, so that's already three points off. So you're at seven out of ten. Because, uh, <laughs> like I said, thirty. This game has crashed on me more than any single video game I played in my entire fucking life. That is a huge negative. <laughs> like I'm not, that's I'm nasty. not gonna cut this game no slack on that shit. This game is poorly unoptimized as shit. There's a lot of fucking annoying ass bugs and glitches that break immersion from this game. Um and just it's just god awful so three points off for the, the crashes and i'm gonna take two more points off for just the disgusting pr business shit that you've done see project red just you you ruined your own game and it's a damn shame that you did that so all in all i would give cyberpunk a five out of What the hell just happened? Mugs just froze up. Oh, you shit. just froze up. Oh, okay. Now we good now. Okay. Um, it's a five. It's an average game, if you look at it as a whole package. Now, aside from the bugs and glitches, this game is absolutely phenomenal. Well, gameplay wise, it's kind of hit and miss, but the stories of V, Johnny, um, Judy, 
uh, Pan Am, Rogue. Like, I remember these characters' names, G. That's how much they had impact on the story. So it's like, this game really is like a fucking good. And it's a shame that it's one of those kind of live service games where, oh, it'll get better in the future type thing. Uh, but as of now, in the current mess of a state that this game is in, it is a five out of 10. Um, and it's mixed on if I should recommend you to get it or not. And that's it for me. All right. Uh, Detro, you want to add anything? Little. Uh, no. I ain't beat the game. I can beat it. Any- let me t- let me rephrase this. I can beat this game right now on the podcast. I'm t- that much cool. But I, with me, um, I personally like to get a full mouthful. No homo. Um, uh, I, because I usually rarely go back and play video games again. Um, with Fallout, the reason I played that multiple times, I had to get my money's worth. Um, Played it for each for each ten dollars I spent on that game. That's how many times I played it. Um, Final Fantasy, my favorite game of all time. Persona Five, that's in my top five. Uh, games that has unlimited replay value. You know what I'm saying? But other games, I usually just play once. Me personally, this game will spoil alert when we do this top five thing. So I'm probably be on there. Not just because I didn't play a lot of games in 2020, kinda. But also, I'm enjoying the fuck out of it, yo. Like, the crashes is annoying. That's my biggest complaint. I was ahead in the crash symbol, but then Cam got on break, I mean, on vacation, and he just, he was like, you know what, let me go ahead and run in the yo, fourth that quarter. Man, that um, man went on Steph Curry run. But it was at a time that me and Cam was at the same spot, and I was like, damn, G, you know what? There's a lot of crashes. And then Cam just blitzed me, and I was like, huh. <laughs> Um, the update, I will say, it, it's just another the update that it did. For me, my crashes, I have had one crash. Since the, you can check the updates on the phone. Like, I have had one crash from, in, like, what, like two days or some shit like that? Yeah. Um, that update didn't do shit for me. It didn't do crap for Cam. So it was, it really was the weird. opposite for Cam. <laughs> it was the um, opposite for Cam. I'm glad for both of us in this. Who knows? Chris get it, so I can't say that. But Cam beat the game. I'm glad none of us got the, the corruption save glitch that's happening. Ooh. That just will fuck everything up. Yeah. This game would have been a fucking one out of ten in this shit. If you have <laughs> ever had any corruption with any video game ever, that makes you not want to play the game ever again, especially mm-hmm. RPGs. But make a long story short, I would say the highlights, the biggest highlight of this game, it is Johnny Silverhead. There is no doubt about it. I don't care what you say. This is not a Keanu Reeves suck off. The details they put in this one character. If you didn't play this game, you might think that Johnny Silverhand is a dude that gives you side quests. He is in everything. There are side missions that you do that he pops up and give dialogue about. Not yep. just regular side missions that you'll be like, oh, okay, this is a dude, this is a kid. He pop up in like the, the cyber psychosis stuff. And those side missions go like that. You could just kill that nigga with one punch. He will pop up, he'll be on the scene with you, he'll be down, he'll be like, this guy was crazy. And then he'll just walk off. And it was okay, so it's one good side quest I just did with fucking bootleg Lil Wayne, um, mm-hmm. where he gives you like this brain dance. And he's like, oh, dude, this, this brain dance, neck level shit. And so I chose to like enter the brain dance and you wake up butt naked. And you remember the location where you rescued uh, Shorty with uh, Jackie? You yeah. end up in that exact same location. And then when you wake up, he's sitting there like, 
you know you fucked up, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> went to a a, a um a very like ambient scary psych cyber psychosis, and this nigga did the raggy from Scooby Doo. He just sit on the corner like raggy, and it's <laughs> it's he adds so much to it's this he's one of the reasons why the game is good in first person. Because yes. when you walking around discovering where you at, you could just see Johnny Silverhand smoking a non-existent like. cigarette. He just chilling. <laughs> the the stuff with Judy when you end up with her partners, and he looking like, bro, why the fuck is we in here with these people? Why are we here with these boys? <laughs> <whores? laughs> he just like, bro, why is we here? It is the so Pan Am shit when he was like, damn, I would love to ride her. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> top that Johnny Silverhand stuff is top notch. It is it is a disservice when people don't get to play this game. I was I thought literally he was going to be somebody that we don't care yeah, about. Exactly. He is ingrained in that story to the point that he makes this game really really freaking good. Also to Cam knowledge. I mean to Cam uh the side characters are really good but not just that. It's the animations they do sometimes. Yeah. It's that the 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 when you with Pan Am and you sitting there after there's a fucking hurricane outside and her boss got to beat his dick in the other room and y'all sitting right there flirting, you like this is some fucking heat. Like she put her legs on you and V corny ass. Uh, let's make this a hotel scene or some oh, shit. And like his that. voice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, so like that shit. They put it's such a disservice. This will go down as the biggest disservice in this game, bro. They that, killed their own game. That that it fucked up on release. This this game this game is a league of its own. Watch the Dunkey review, right? One of the funniest things in the Dunkey review is what he ranked Cyberpunk among rpgs fuck the grade rating fuck the grade rating right but he's correct it's it's better than red dead no cap it's it better is. than every assassin i give it that it I is said, i honestly even with the bugs and glitches i think this game is better than witcher 3. i gotta i gotta you know i gotta get a little bit deeper because <laughs> me and witcher 3 got a good pass yeah, especially me and dc beat that game like together twice uh <laughs> man it's good <laughs> but, like, but compared it to his, to compared it, to, like the thing out of our RPGs that came out in last gen, not not JRPGs, right? But all the RPGs that came out last gen, this gen, Zelda's better, of course. Spider Man's better. Well, Zelda is is Japanese technically too. But you know, is Spider Man like, really an RPG though? Yes, because RPG. Yeah, it has RPG win, elements. Yeah, skill trees, stuff like that. Yeah, it's like Spider Man, Zelda. That, it's 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 tough. Like Spider Man, Zelda, those two. I didn't play last. God of War. I can't throw that up there. God, of, yeah, it ain't touching God of War. God of War is up there. That's like the big three, right? Especially, I think Zelda is probably the. I never played Zelda, but for anybody who ever played Breath of the Wild, that's like a ten out of ten game. G. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> that's like the Crit de la Crema. Fucking. You should get that DC with the Switch. But um. Most definitely. But is it better than all the Assassin's Creed that came out? Hell yeah. Is it better than the fallouts by a landslide? Red Dead, yes. GTA Five, you can. That that was a cultural shift, so I can't really say it was better. I'd say yes. Um, think about any. It, it's like it's it's so fucking good that not many people gonna be able to enjoy it. And I wanna throw a special clown. It's not even my clown of the week because I ain't got one. I got a goat. But I wanna throw a special clown to some niggas. The some of the niggas that was. 
out there just drag. Like, we drag the game out of critique stances, right? Go look at our podcast. Now, we might get a little jokes there, but we grabbed it out. We had this game day one. We played the day one, right? Some niggas out there who never even touched the game, who didn't get the game yet. I need my refund, CD Projekt Red. I look on their post. They posted screenshots from Pan Am at the end saying this was a good ride. All that type of shit. All that shit. Keep that energy fucking consistent, brother. But all in all, I enjoyed this game. If you got a nice working PS5 that you love, grab it. It'll be cool. Physically. If you have a PS4, no. Don't get it. Unless you got a pro. From what I'm hearing, if you got people got even pros, still, Dion said he got a pro. He still yeah. Ooh, never mind that. I take it back. Cool. Nope. Not the sound is real simple. Xbox, it says wrap it up, wrap that shit up, B. Xbox. I heard Xbox running way better than the PS4. Xbox, grab it. Um, PC. Now this is the thing, you PC niggas. Some of y'all be cap. Some of y'all got a PlayStation 4 as a PC. I want to hear I that. I know shit. I do. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> if you got a mid PC, no. If you can't play Fallout good on PC, don't get Cyberpunk, bro. Um, but if you got one of them good rigs that you spent your life savings on and it still doesn't get you any pissy pussy, yes. Um, all in all, this is a great game. I don't do ratings, y'all know that I try not to, but just for this special game, I'm gonna give it rated. And just like Cam. Out of 10, I'm gonna knock it off for how many crashes I had. 23. So that's an eight out of 10 for me. It's a great game. I enjoy it. I will probably beat it by the next time in this podcast, but I'm going for the hundred percent. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Preem shit. Preem. Exactly. Folks is pre. Preem, man. I'm gonna uh, use the smooth later. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on to one piece. Uh DC, I'll let you take the reins here. But you see how special this is, though? Our hundredth episode reviewing the a thousandth episode of One Piece. Ooh, we got y'all. All right, DC, go crazy. Uh, lead the One Piece discussion with this chapter. I'm gonna pull up the. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the thing. Y'all read the full one that sent, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first one okay. that you sent actually got updated, and it yeah got all of the full shit. Oh, okay, so. never mind then. I'll pull it up right now. What the fuck. Uh, hold on, because I don't want to talk about it from my memory because I'm gonna skip shit. But uh, where is this? Loki was kind of a short chapter for it to be the thousand one, unless that was it just was. me. I, it could have just been just how the uh, layout was. Yeah, it felt well. short to me. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it felt short to me too. Was oh, it by the, the way, li- listeners, by the, the way, the one thousand chapter ain't technically officially out, but the alleged w- alleged ways. versions are. It is. Let's put that out there. So in case so, people are like, what the fuck? Was out? No. So mm-hmm. by the time you listen to this, you you go to your Shonen Jump app and you send it like, yo, what the fuck the chapter? Allegedly. So I'll save don't. my critiques and likes later. I'll just summarize it. So uh, Sicilian and the leftover uh, minks, they lead Luffy up to the top. Um, Luffy remembers their name because he remember they call back to when they sacrificed themselves for uh, Raizo and Zo. And then we cut over to Marco the Goat, Yonko Commander, choking Boy. up Marco and I mean uh, choking up King and Queen in each wing, and launching Zoro like a rag doll up to the uh, <laughs> top of the roof. And nigga, you dead? Love like, get the fuck it. out of here! Get your goof ass on. Man. Exactly. And discount number two, but um, 
Then we cut to Yamato continuing the flashback of Ace and telling her the gospel of Ace, Port Gus, and telling her, telling him about the D, and um, I said that wrong. Telling him about the the no, you D were right. And, uh, basically, all the because Ace gave her that good D. <laughs> it's it's so horrible, so horrible. But um, yeah, she's just basically telling him about you know the the significance of the journey that Odin went on and I like that she gave it to Momo for uh, for keepsake and to look mm. on it further um, then we cut over to Law and Kit making it up to the top of the roof oh yeah then yeah this never mind the pacing's so weird then it cuts back to the flashback of Ace telling Yamato about Luffy's dream and don't laugh at her mm. and me and Sabo won't forgive you yada 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 she tears up and then we've cut back over to because I'm just gonna skip the the A stuff because was he saying that in spirit that though? Like because 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 Ace thinks Sabo is dead, right? Like at this point, so you saying me and Sabo like he was saying like my dead brother yeah. and I like okay. I assume it's in spirit, but it is older. I wouldn't be surprised if Ace knew Sabo was alive, but didn't tell Luffy because Sabo didn't remember. Or some oh. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens later. But I, I agree with you. I think that's it. But some people think it's otherwise. I don't know until the official come out. Um, and then uh, talk about the Viver card. She's the one that created the Viver card that Ace had when he gave to Luffy in Alabasta. So that's a cool callback. Um, and then Luffy busts to the top of the roof. And we have that cool spread with Big Mom and Kaido versus the top five supernova. Um, and the the rumored or prophesied strong young pirates to come and take out Kaido that Odin prophesied. And then we have a dope moment of Luffy walking past the two Yonko, ignoring speed them, blitz them and going he over speed to blitz. Did he speed blitz them or he did he literally walk past them? I think he just walked because it just says like March in the little dialogue text. Okay. So he just walked past them. Because it That's looked like he was like the next fit. The yeah, the it did look like he just. That would be dope if they did it. Toei might do that. They just heard they do watch the pod. So, um, yeah, we got a layout of the scabbards all bloodied and knocked out. I'm upset that none of them are dead, but it is what it is. Um, and then we got Kinemon doing a, a patented ugly one piece cry. Save me, Luffy, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then we get Luffy's new attack. I've never seen this before. I think this is new, but he does like a red hawk for the gear three version. Of yeah. it on top of Kaido to end the chapter. So, so a big, that's big pretty red much hog, basically a giant red hog. I'm, it, I think it's dope. Um, I just, me personally, I don't like the panel for composition reasons. That's just the art nerd in me. But yeah, that's the basic summary of the chapter. Oh, you uh, forgot Luffy. Luffy says so he wants to be Pirate King. And of course, you got to mention, like, he, he has, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's the thousand chapter. I he has up. to let it be known that he has to be Pirate King. I got, I'll say it like this. Luffy, Luffy is, uh, is, um, anime logic. He likes to remind us what he wants to be or who he is. So, <laughs> yeah, let the kids know. Yeah, let the kids yeah, know. I know. Uh, I'll let y'all go, though, because I feel uh, like I'm going to be a little long on it later. Uh, for me, I overall enjoyed the chapter. Um, I was expecting a little bit more. When I say enjoy, like I'm on my low tier of enjoy. Like it was a, it yeah. was a fun enjoyment. But uh, yeah, of course, seeing like the like Yamato's role in just certain aspects of Aces, like what we saw Aces story was pretty neat. Um, 
Yeah. And of course, just Ace just sitting there bragging on Luffy. It's like, it's really those like, yeah, man, but my brother, he gonna be that nigga yeah. on the pirate scene, G. Good thing so, I abandoned him for my dead dad. Bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Damn. I wasn't expecting that. But yeah. So like it was it's really dope just see like the ace moment and just uh, even though we already know how much he believes in Luffy, just like that still it still hits. Mm-hmm. So and then just also what was really dope was just of course uh it was just of course seeing who's going who's on the roof. Even though like Zoro's there, it was like he was put up there on accident. And I was telling DC this, um, Zoro and uh, Killer's probably about to be fodder in oh, this fight. Killer was up there. Yeah, Killer's up there. Yeah, Zoro like, and Killer's I, I probably like, about to be fodder. Quick tidbit, niggas is upscaling Killer. Like, they they, they hyping him up now. Yeah, so, like, so I'm like, people, and this is my thing to the fan base real quick, because this, this is the last thing I want to say. Of course, Kid, Luffy... And uh, Law is going to be up there. They're the, they're the top supernovas. They them niggas. Mm. Of the new generation. They, they them niggas. Luffy, Law, Kid. Kid, we know. <laughs> so, but still, they them niggas. The reason why that Zoro and Killer's there right is to tank man. attacks and get their ass whooped. Right hand man, they're there. By exactly, they're there to to get to get slapped up. Like they may have a moment, but they're there to get slapped up. And then I, I still believe Yamato's going to appear, and she's going to probably take that sword from uh uh that sword from what you call it from Zoro the uh, Odin sword oh, and be like, like, you ain't using this shit right. Let me borrow this. I believe that's what's going to happen. So, <laughs> with all that being said, they're there to be fodder. They're going to get slapped up by Big Mom and Kaido. They're going to be like, yo, you, you niggas shouldn't even be here. That's how I view them. Like, they're not there to do major cool things. They're cool. They're there to make Kaido and Big Mom look raw as hell. And that's, what, that's all I got to say. Uh... Should we pause and wait for DC to get back? Uh, no, he said, uh, keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um, so for me, uh, I pretty much surmised my my kind of notes uh, for uh, the chapter on the Twitter page. I'll say this. Stop hyping this shit up, bro, Oda, or whoever does it. Because <laughs> honestly, this chapter was slightly above mid to me. like it's like a lot of shit a lot of stuff that happened was like standard one piece shit that we always know that happens i guess he is just like oh this time it's big mom and and idol like uh ace like i said like when i said chris like it's like this ace flashback shit is a detriment to his character sometimes because he's talking about oh luffy this luffy this luffy this and then you see how he dies i'm just like no for someone who's like i support my brother blah 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 you didn't listen to your brother when he said, yo, Ace, fuck what Akainu is saying. Let's get the fuck out of here or we got a chance. No, he's making fun of my dad. Like, no, G, like, you can't stop stop doing this shit with his, with the flashbacks, bro. It's done. Oh, uh, and then the flashback, it's just, it's just standard shit we know. 
blah blah luffy's cool blah blah i'm his brother blah blah he's like odin because luffy's like every single fucking major character in the entire one piece verse because he's the main character blah blah he wants to be pirate king move on next uh momo stuff was okay i don't care about momo's character i, I know i'm being very negative about it but like that's just how i am i'm an asshole uh but you know momo shit i don't care about his character i guess he's growing up to be cool i guess but like i, I just don't care enough so cool he gets his dad shit back um marco stuff was dope because i fucking love marco um again you know you have the cinematic standoff between the supernovas and kaido and big mom uh you know that's if oda doesn't skip that and go straight down to some shit that we don't care about um and then you got the standard you know like dc was saying save save wayno luffy save wayno save us it's like yeah no shit um like i said uh, luffy got a milestone power up because only on chapter 1000 is luffy gonna make land a major blow against kaido using a new move um which i mean it's okay make I, it's just like I'm not gonna say it's a dig, but it's like you could barely do anything to this nigga gear fourth up. Now you did get training, but still, this is I'm lifting up an island using fucking fire. I'm supercharged up, Kaido, and you just throw a gear third punch with flames. And it deals a major blow to him. When Gear Force Loopy, he was like, and this was drunk, I don't give a shit, Kaido was like, get the fuck out of here. I'm just saying, I'm not go, going too much into that because I'm not into the power scale and shit. I'm just saying, it's a bit of a reach. Like I said, it's a milestone power up. It's chapter 1000. Let Luffy get his lick. Um, and then, you know, Luffy being logic, you know, did you know I'm biracial? Did you know I want to be Kai Pirate King? Um, so that that's that overall like for this chapter to be so hyped up as it is it wasn't all that like it was okay it's not bad but like it is what it is right like if it was like fucking kaido killing one of the scabbers and luffy seeing it and then like luffy goes like at the end of the chapter he goes like you're fifth or some shit like that like then I'll be like, oh shit, but like it's kind of like standard one piece climactic shit. Like end of arc, like I'm I'm facing a big baddie, I'm facing Doflamingo, I'm facing uh, you know, Big Mom and Whole Cake Island, I'm facing Crocodile, like all that shit. So that's my thoughts on the chapter. Like I said, I know one piece community will oh you like it's not bad. What is like the episode of mid, bro? Like we just saying like it's not bad. But it wasn't great, so that's all my thoughts. You can you can uh go on DC. Yeah, anything else we need to add, DC? Oh yeah, I was gonna um I was fixing my Wi-Fi. Uh, the overall chapter when I when I read it like a week, no, I was it earlier in the week. I was hating on it a little bit because it's not what I expected at all. Um, for what I expect chapter one thousand to be. I, I compare it to chapter 500 where we got Rayleigh in the auction house and Congress hockey being oh. fully displayed. Chapter 100, we get to the grand line. Um, there's, I forgot, chapter 900 was pretty decent in terms of, no, no, that sucked because we did the fake Straw Hat death stuff. But 
I expected chapter 1000 to be um, nothing spectacular, but I expected like a reveal at least. Something for them to you know, hype like it up that much. Yeah. So no. for, for me to get, I'd love the Supernova panel, and I'm a Sanji fan. So, but I like the moment. Like it was dope seeing all the guys yeah. up there. But I just feel like we could have got more. Um, the Ace flashback was cool for me. The only thing I liked, because I do, I do agree that the Ace flashback ruins characters, um, ruins a little bit of Aces, only a little bit because it does make sense. Like he chose White. He said White. He told Luffy, "I think Whitebeard's gonna be King of the Pirates." So for this, for him to say it here, kind of like doesn't make sense because yeah. you said Whitebeard was gonna be the king. So, but it it is what it is. But I do love the um, the scene where she's talking about. Odin and Roger, because in the logbook it talks about Roger, and Roger said to Odin, when I find the One Piece I'll become, and then it cuts out and then Yamato um, uh, she references that in this chapter saying that oh, Luffy said the same thing Roger said and so Ace was like oh, who's this guy you're saying is like Luffy I, I would like to have a drink with this guy he seems cool, and she's like, oh you can't have a drink with him because he's dead and she's referencing Roger, and it's cool because Ace hates Roger and he oh, never yeah. really knew who Roger was. So this is like the first time him actually hearing about the character of Roger, but indirectly, because she didn't say his name. So I thought that was dope, because I always wanted Ace to actually find out who Roger is as a person, because I feel like he never understood that. Because everyone called him a demon, but from what we know, Roger's just like Luffy is a stand-up dude. So that was that part of the flashback was dope. The rest, I could do without. Um, I do like... I think... The flashback stuff, the fact that Yamato is the one that made the Viver card that Ace gave to Luffy, that solidifies that Yamato's a straw hat. Like, solidifies or she's there along for the ride, like Kerry. <laughs> or she's along for the ride, but that solidifies it. Like, if anyone doesn't think Yamato's not going out to sea, you're goofy because that just she's she's that's bad, definitive. Too. She's going. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of mid for a one thousand chapter, and Sanji's not in it, so. Um, I made that that I changed my Avi in the chat to uh, salt because I was mad salty that he wasn't in it. Oh, <laughs> I was mad salty that he wasn't in it. It's it's just, but um, I do I do love the portrayal of Marco. I always knew like Chris said Marco versus Big Mom early in Wano, and then people were like downplaying Marco, and he's just showing us again that he's on a different level than other Yonko crew commanders. So I I, I, I like that. Fuck with that, but um. Yeah, it's, it's 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 okay. It's okay. It's it's, a, it's an average chapter, but the fact that it's one thousand is kind of like it's the let going down. down. And you hyped it up too. You gave us that hype factor. And it's kind of like mm, he said, on. "Oh, I'm gonna do my best to make sure we get to chapter one thousand. It's like this is it. A gear three yeah. attack, please. You could have did gear Snake Man with a, you know, Man, bro. Gear he's gear fifth with him doing like a new pose or some shit. Like yeah, could have <laughs> did some gear three is. Come on, man. He looked more imposing in Fishman Island with that when he did that Gear Three Gatling on Cody Jones. Oh yeah. So it's like this was okay, but um, you barely see Kaido's body when he gets hit. He's just in the ground. I don't know. I just didn't like the composition of the uh, panel. It didn't seem like you remember the panel that he did where Luffy punched the Celestial Dragon. It was like a double yeah. spread. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Like you could have did it like that, but. I mean, it was good. I'm not gonna try to shit on it, but it's not all that. If y'all had that up, to me, yeah, Cam Cam told you, Cam told Cam told the truth without sugarcoating it. 
So I'm, I'm going to try to do my best to be optimistic, but I don't know. It's, it wasn't it for me. Mm-hmm. That's all I, that's okay. all I feel about it. All right. Well, the- I'll say this: some last-minute One Piece news for all my my gotcha gamers out there. Um, they're actually releasing a Legend Odin and a Legend uh and a Legend Goldie Roger. I gotta New see Year's. that card art. Yeah, I, I'm gonna show it to you, bro. Uh, but this is like the first time I think in any like video game medium that we actually get to see Roger in works. So that's pretty dope. So uh, that is dope. All my One Piece uh, Treasure Cruise veterans, look out for that. I think that's actually tomorrow night, so you already know I'm going to be busting bank for that nigga, Roger. Hey, uh, so that's One Piece. Uh, quick news before we get into our year in review. Attack on Titan, uh, supposed the manga is in its last three, four chapters because the volume, I guess they announced the, uh, the volume supposed to be out later. So I guess uh, people saying it's, it's in the final last volume? three, four chapters. Yeah, the final volume's coming out soon. So we're in the final three, four chapters. So mm-hmm. keep in mind, manga's probably coming to an end. So what, if it's three, four chapters, we already, so March. March or April is when Attack on Titan, the manga's ending. Who knows how the anime is ending, so. And y'all, and quit, just quick, because I know we got some other stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Do y'all see that, the current, where y'all are at in the manga, do you see it ending? Yeah, yep. they have the final okay. fight now, so. Oh. Okay. Or at least spoiler. What's yeah. the final fight? What's the final fight? Uh, spoiler. So, uh, fast forward like a minute or two. Pretty much as of right now, all the anybody in the survey corpse that isn't a corpse yet, um, they're fighting on the spine dinosaur spine of what Aaron is, I guess, and a yeah. bunch of titans pulling up on niggas. Oh, so are they trying to kill Aaron or the titans? I'm confused. Aaron, Aaron specifically. Army yeah. got snatched up. <laughs> yeah, he got snatched Damn. up. He got violated by it. He uh, just Titan like it just I like he got snatched up. But yeah, so it's it's a yeah. it's it's the final battle right now. Um so yeah, and then also the uh Attack on Titan final season is gonna uh start on Tsunami. I'm surprised the English dub is actually aligned so perfectly right now. But the English dub, which is gonna be on Tsunami, starts on January 9th. So you niggas who wanna hear English that's perfectly fine. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Going back to that final chapter shit. So, does that mean that what people were saying, like Mikasa versus Aaron, that that was like that's basically what that final fight is? Like Mikasa goes when gonna it's going to kill Aaron. Everybody. It's like the Survey yeah. Corps with Reiner, Annie, other people, Titans that's on their side, and Aaron's in a group of Titans. They're trying to be diplomatic too. Yeah, Cause it's like a war. <laughs> like, yeah, like me, clearly Mikasa them trying to talk, but like Mikasa mm-hmm. wants some dick. Okay, I understand that. So yeah, <laughs> see, that's the consistency. But yeah, so uh, Toonami, the English dub starts January 9th on Toonami, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, HBO Max is also adding a bunch of nice little things going to next year because I guess they realize that uh, Wonder Woman's cheeks so. Th- so to appease us, they're adding Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Kids Next, I mean, uh, Kids Next Door, Cursed Cowardly Dog, Grown Reapers of Billy and Mandy, uh, Batman Beyond, and the uh, Batman animated series. Yo, I'm check that out. So, so you new subscribers, there's a lot of nice things coming on there to relive our childhood. 
Shout out to Batman Beyond because I love that series a lot. Batman Beyond is dope. Mm-hmm. And uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, I rock with Heavy, too. Fuck Billy and I like Billy and Mandy. Fuck all that. Fuck Ed, Ed, Eddie. Fuck all that. My nigga, Courage the Calorie Dog is about to get all the love he deserves on folks. I'm not watching. I'm not watching that return. I'm binge watching the whole. I'm not watching, bro. That was my fucking nightmare as a kid, bro. Return of the slab. I I couldn't. I couldn't go into the basement for a month because I thought that. Which one? Was it King Ramsey? Yeah, the return. I can't. Scariest episode of Curse, bro. What? Nobody like. Oh man, King Ramsey episode one. Chris, don't say it. I already know you about to. (laughs) What? I already know you about to. Oh, I was scared of that episode. Nah, I was scared of that little nigga. What the fuck you talking about, G? <laughs> <laughs> nigga scared the shit out of me, bro. Yeah, my G, basement like, was going It's a tone. It was like, return the slur. Like, and the bro, CGI and his movements, yeah, G. Yeah, it was creepy as hell. Hey, Legend has it. Hey, I'm going to keep it buck. Legend has it. I still haven't watched that full episode, bro. That that episode made me damn near shit my pants when I was a kid. <laughs> I, had, I had to watch the hell out of that episode, G, because we went to bed to Cartoon Network, G, so that should be on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so a lot of classic Cartoon Network heat is going to be on there. Uh, I think they also add in a, another, I think they add in a Batman movie, too. I'm not sure what animated Batman movie they added, but some heat's going to be on there. And finally, last piece of news, back to Cyberpunk. So the investors, it's gonna be a specific. The investors are mm. planning to do a lawsuit on class action lawsuit. Cyberpunk class action. So I really can't wait for the people to get the class action joint. But the investors are unhappy solely, and it's primarily because the investors felt like they were lied it's to. It's basically false advertising. Yeah, false advertising, being lied to. Which. Depending on how they present certain things, they can they can get a case, um, because of the fact that you know Cyberpunk, when it when it came to the PS4 and the Xbox One versions, they hit that shit, mm-hmm. and they were using upscale PC to footage a lot of their games, and they were telling the investors that like, oh, don't worry, don't worry, it'll it'll work out, you know, we'll get it fixed. So it's like, there's a lot of legitimacy and you know, money talks. So we go see how it goes. I'm not you know, I'm not gonna say much on the issue i'm gonna wait till more articles come out but when you when them investors is mad g they hey. mad and they want their money exactly <laughs> especially when like the stock and shit dropped like 30 yeah, 30 34 34 <laughs> percent yeah. like bro like that's a lot of money in a pandemic that they're losing now so it's like i'll be triggered too like we on y'all ass so but that's it for uh news so let's go ahead and get into our year in review uh so we're gonna be hitting on top anime games moments uh stuff involving our friend group so like l of the year w of the year stuff like that funniest moments so that moments was hard as hell for me (laughs) it was low-key because it was because like it was a lot of fun little moments start the year uh i'll go first we're gonna do games first because i know literally that's probably gonna be easiest for most of us uh, my top five. Now, this is based solely on what I played. And I really I didn't that. buy or play a lot this year. So, I'm just letting it be known right now. This is based off what I played. Cam might literally have the best list amongst all of us, but he spent bread on games this year. Cyberpunk is not here. <laughs> that, if, I had to, if I had to extend my list to 10, it would be 8. 
Just letting the people know. But anyway, my top five games of this year. Uh, number five, Resident Evil 3. Uh, I'm, it's tied between oh, Resident Evil this year. Yeah, Resident Evil 3, and it's tied with uh, NBA 2K21 Next Gen specifically. I really love 2K on Next Gen, and I also love Resident Evil 3. Uh, it was just a fun challenge in terms of Resident Evil 3 specifically. Uh, I still hate that Nemesis fight where it's like the final one, and that nigga, you're in the freaking sewer pit, and the mother zombies pop up. Fuck that fight, G. And also, no offense, I love black one with a passion. But the one with the black lady dread with black lady zombie with the dreads, I hate her with a passion. I hate her still. But uh, I really enjoy the game. The hospital stage is probably my favorite, even though it's most frustrating. I love that stage because it really felt like a true challenge in terms of, hey, you're in this tight little enclosed space and you're gonna probably get worked. And if you're not using some strategy and using ammo correctly, you will get clapped. Uh, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, enjoy Resident Evil 3. Number 4, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, I'm still not fully done with the game yet, but it is definitely a really, really fun experience. Especially once it stops crashing. I, I really enjoy the game more once it stops crashing. Uh, it just brought back the feels of just how great the Spider-Man game was, but also just the Miles Morales experience is just dope in itself. Uh, number three, some people might be mad at this, but I don't give a fuck. Among Us is number three. <laughs> Among Us was a fun time in the party, G. I don't oh, care. Among yeah. Us was just a fun-ass time in the party. And I even played a few times with some uh, people in that black anime nerds group. Don't ask how the experience truly was, but it was just, it was fun in itself. And just full of niggas, Daytrails pretty much made that moment fun and you know he will always get me in dc to fuck up out of here in both ways both ways yeah. <laughs> but it, it was real fun and for what it was a real simple ass game it was fun that's all i asked for number two uh final fantasy 7 the remake episode one we have a specific here episode one uh beautiful game a definition of how a remake should be like, I know I have Resident Evil 3 on here, and that's a remake as well. But compared to Final Fantasy 7, this is like a perfect remake. Beautiful game in itself, besides like when they kind of did that bullshit as a pre-rendered background shit. But beautiful game, fun gameplay. Gameplay is just so smooth. A lot of strategy. You can still be basic with it. If you want to be turn-based, you can do turn-based as well. Story. I enjoy it compared to what's the final some of the Final Fantasy 7 fanboys say I hate this new story. I love this story. I love it a lot more and I like makes me like the characters more. Also Sephiroth being uh being on uh Cloud's mind rent free is a moment. He was in that man's head rent free all game long and I respect it. Number 1 and I'm pretty much I'm pretty sure this is I'm the only one that has this number 1 and I don't care. Ghost Tashima is my game of the year. I don't care what y'all feel. I don't care. It's my opinion. But I genuinely enjoy Ghost Tashima from start to finish. Was it a long journey? Yes. Could have been boring at times. Definitely. But I truly had fun playing the game. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the gameplay. I really had much problems besides bears on my ass and spear niggas. Fuck them niggas. Once I also realized not to talk to oh. niggas who had a sad backstory. 
Is, is this us, Daytrail? Huh? Oh, that's not us. I don't think so. What? Oh, this guy's right next to me. That's below us, I believe. Oh, okay. I'm, th I'm thinking y'all heard something. Oh. He's either below us or outside. Oh. I think he's <laughs> probably outside. Oh. But, uh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Overall, I love this game. The, and then the multiplayer in itself was really fun playing with, uh, with you guys, other friends and stuff. It was a really yeah. fun experience. Uh, some niggas just ain't shit. Plain and simple. But I... Assassin niggas are just toxic, but they also the most broken class in the whole game. Yeah. So, but it, it, it's just, I genuinely enjoyed the experience, and it was, for one of the, be the biggest AAA titles of the year, it met the hype, for my, for me at least. So. Alright, I'm going to go try and knock this out the way. Uh, this is not in any particular order. It's coming from my memory. Because um, also, all the games kind of made me good. So, Big shout out to my homie Cam. Two of the games on this list is because he bought it and he told me to play it. Alright. Actually, this is in some order. I'm just gonna say number one right now. Persona 5 Royale. Beautiful game, amazing game. Literally just added some more stuff. Alright, another game on my list is Dragon Quest Elusive Age. Now look, it came out December 4th, but that joint is a slapper, dog. And it was considered a 2020 game because it came out so late. Yeah. Slapper, okay? Dragon Quest Elusive Age, Slapper. I can remember turning on that loud-ass menu yeah. screen. <laughs> <laughs> Slapper, okay? So that's two down. Cyberpunk, we just talked about that. Uh, I get this shit right now. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Mind you, Cyberpunk, Dragon Quest Elusive Age. Uh, uh, uh. That's pretty much it. I don't get Not fucking Kakarot, fuck Kakarot. That's it. <laughs> oh, that did come out this year. Oh, that definitely did come out this year. That's it. I don't got nothing else. That's it. All right. Mine is quick because I don't have five because I didn't buy no games like that. So <laughs> I got top three. And the number one of my top three is Pirate Warriors 4. Um, any moment I was bored, I did play it. So, um, and I had I had hella fun playing with Raid 2 Sanji. And any moment where like I kept deleting games, that one's still downloaded on my system. So uh, number and two. And the multiplayer that we played was pretty dope. Oh yeah, that was dope. And I'm still playing it right now. I mean I on occasion. But uh yeah. Uh, the most enjoyment I've probably gotten this year. I haven't had any issues, no complaints. I wasn't mad, like it was pure satisfactory every time I played it. Uh my number two is Ghost. Because I think that's the only other game I bought this year. And I did enjoy playing online with the guys. It was fun. Um, the jokes we had about it was hilarious. The moment where Chaz was explaining to me about the um, homosexual nature of samurais. <laughs> and how it, that, that made those those sauna scenes. Or the, like, you know, the little uh, hot spring scenes. Mm -hmm. Made me feel weird after that. But um, the duels was amazing. The little cinematic elements that they put within those was dope. So... Amidst all the uh, downs about the game, I did enjoy a lot of goods. And then the third one is an Among was Among Us, probably one of the funniest games I played with the guys behind Monopoly because Monopoly was the funniest game we played all year. That was the most toxic. It was funny as hell, though. and I won. I did not win a single game on Among Us alive. So, but um, I don't know if Monopoly counts, so I just put Among Us there. But that's it for me. 
Hold on, Kel. My bad. Y'all got to ridicule me. Put me on the clown list for this. Because I said I was going to do this game, and I didn't. And it's really... Hey, my bad. Buzz Snacks on that list, bro. I apologize, y'all, for y'all Buzz Snacks fans. <laughs> I apologize. That's what I'm talking about! That's why he's in it, Buzz Snacks fans. That's why he's the GOAT! The GOAT! <laughs> my bad. <laughs> All right, so for me, I got an honorable mention. Like I said before, man, I really like the game. Cyberpunk 2077 is in my honorable mention. Uh, it's probably, despite all of its glitches and flaws, because you all know I do not fuck with Western RPGs like that. I fucking hate Fallout. Skyrim fucking sucks. And Witcher 3 is a bunch of mid-juice. So for me to play <laughs> this game more than twice says a lot, and I enjoy it. So it's in my honorable mention. Um, number five is Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. This would have been my number one if not for that botched ass <laughs> fucking release that they had. I'm still on your ass about that. Uh, was this this Nippon Nichi? I'm on your ass because y'all doing this guy a six. This shit better not happen for this guy a six next year, but we'll have a massive problem. Um, number four was Miles Morales. Fucking love that game, story, gameplay. Um, like I said, Wonder Woman take notes the subtle nature in which they portrayed the black experience in uh, America. Dope. Uh, number three, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Loved it. This is coming from somebody who thought the original Final Fantasy VII was a bunch of mid-juice. Um, it was about a dude with a pointy sword fighting an overprotective mama's boy with a long sword. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, you'll see what we mean when we get into the future episodes of Final Fantasy VII. Like, Sef- a lot of people portray Sephiroth as a badass, but, and I mean, you know, I'm a mama's boy too, so I relate to him, but he takes a little bit too far. Oh, um, but like the game, uh, number two is Persona 5 Royale. Like, uh, me and Detroit said, they made a perfect game even more perfect. Um, even though the ending was kind of trash, the new ending was kind of, kind of booty butt cheese, but I still like the game and. Got 400 plus hours on the original, and now I got like 100 plus hours on the uh, on the Royale. So that says a lot. Uh, and then number one, this was a surprise for me because I knew nothing about this game, and I bought it off of a whim. But I fucking loved it, and I'm mad that it got gypped at the Game of the Year awards. Uh, y'all know it. Ages Rim, 13 Sentinels is my personal Game of the Year. I fucking love this game from start to finish story was amazing gameplay was amazing music was phenomenal i listen to that shit when i'm taking a shower sometimes too like this game hit every mark um there's a big w for i think that this is also atlas too so hey shout out to atlas for having the top two spots this year um keep up the good work uh so that's my list and i'm saying this go get ages room this is a sleeper. Get it, play it, and love it. And that's it for me. Cam, hold on. I know what we're trying to do from our meeting, but I think it's a disservice if Cam don't shout out. Because I know Cam played a lot of games, Cam. Give us three more, G. Three more. I know your... Yo, 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 <laughs> Wait, did Judgment come out this year or was that last year? Judgment last... Oh, but speaking of Judgment, Yakuza Like a Dragon is definitely on that list. I fucking love that game. Um... There's a huge shift in the gameplay, uh, but I think that for all for what they were trying to do, because they were clearly capitalizing on Persona, because it's a Sega game, so they're capitalizing on Persona's role-playing system, and they did a good job with the wackiness that is uh, the Yakuza series, so that's definitely up there. 
um, Trials of Mana, which was the remake that Square Enix did for the game that was only available in Japan, Densetsu 3. That was a pretty good game. I never did get a chance to finish it, but uh, I think that game was really good uh, for what it was worth. And last but not least, uh, <laughs> I'll say uh, uh, even though this game didn't come out this year, I don't think it came out this year. I don't know, but I played it this year. Uh, Catherine Full Body, <laughs> despite me almost going into a realm that I did not want to go into with one of those paths. Um, I love the storytelling. I love the gameplay. And I think the game was solid. So that's it. I did play a shit ton of games. I'll tell you that. Like, I played a lot of fucking games this year, like like Daytrail was saying. But um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to beat all of them. But come tax season, I'll capitalize. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and get into anime. So as Cam is into games, for me it was anime, G. I watched a shit ton of shit. And some of it was shit. I ain't gonna be real. But I also watched a lot of good, a lot of mid, a lot of stuff. So uh, some of the stuff I did watch, like I'm gonna try to keep my top five to be of what came out this year. But I did watch some stuff that came out previously that I really felt that was really good that I watched this year. So, those are going to be my honorable mentions. So, uh, Made in Abyss came out last year, a couple years ago. Watched it this year, early parts of this year. Whew. Like, if, whew. Look, man, if you haven't watched Made in Abyss, watch Made in Abyss, G. It is so freaking good. I think it's still on Amazon Prime. So, you can watch it on there if you got uh, Prime Video. Check it out. That is really freaking good. Uh, Violet Evergarden. I, that's on Netflix. If you also oh, want really to be good. in your feelings, <laughs> but it's a really good slice of life story. If you want to be in your feelings, because some episodes will have you sit there and be like, yo, what the fuck? But gee, it is really good. Really good. They try I challenge you to watch it because it, it might make you shed a tear. You watch your lie in April. So I, I might, I'm going to challenge you to watch, check that out. Uh, also, you'll lie in April because I actually finished it because I think we as a collective tried to say, okay, let's see who could shed a thug tear at this. You'll lie in April is up there as well, something I watched. Uh, that gambling anime, I don't know how to pronounce the freaking title of it, so I'm not even going to bother. Kake Guru, Kake Guru, whatever, because I know that came out, I think, last year or whatever. Uh, that was really good as well. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it for all my ran my top honorable mentions that came out previous years uh but let's go ahead so my actual list in no particular order uh i'm throwing in haikyuu only one that's legit is solid number one is haikyuu haikyuu because i started that this year but since it went on since it kept going and started up this throughout the year that's my number one that's clear cut number one haikyuu was the shit cam's probably gonna stand it as well but literally for you to make volleyball lit with a good Man. story, <laughs> engaging characters, bro, that's all I could really sit there and say. Hockey's the shit, plain and simple, number one. Uh, and other my other four, I'm just going to go ahead and mention. Uh, Tower of God was really good. I enjoyed Tower of God. Uh, the third season of Psychopaths was really good in terms of storytelling. 
uh, and I like the new I grew to like the new characters they introduced. Uh, Millionaire Detective. The fact I have two cop anime in my top five, <laughs> but Millionaire Detective deserves all the honor and the praise that it deserves. My man's is a freaking vibe, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Uzaki Chan was the best slice of life uh, of this year, and I'm also one more honorable mention of something I watched throughout the year was Ahiru Nusora. Uh, which was that basketball anime of the little little midget folks struggling uh, to get his team going, G. So uh, I really enjoyed that story. But, yeah, so that's, that's my top five. All right, let me blitz through this because y'all know me. I apologize to the people who listen to us. apologize to my homies. I ain't watch shit that much. Uh, I did watch some things, but I like to go on hiatus. That I'm, I'm going to start breaking that. I like to go on hiatus after I binge watch a couple of things. Because if y'all didn't catch it now on this podcast, I don't like to be a critical analytic type person. I always like to give things out of, you know, up here. So um, I don't, because once you start watching a lot of anime, you start comparing shit. And I just want to, you know, let shit breathe. But I will stop that. And I try not to be critical. I always, you know, give my certain, you know, critiques. Not critiques, but my my thoughts and stuff. Um, but off the top of my head, Tower God would be like five. Cause that's one of the few things I watch weekly. I enjoyed it uh, for what it is. It's still fuck Rachel Gang and this bitch until otherwise. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably the only one who rocks with Rachel in some capacity. Uh, but other than that, uh, I would say I watched Erased. Erased was amazing. That Made was me really feel good. some type of way. Um, I watched, I binge watched Trigun, finished that. Amazing. OG anime. That nigga Vash the Stampedo. I'm gonna get me a fast t-shirt that Byron got. I'm either gonna rob him or find it and buy it. There's a fire t-shirt. Um, hey yo, Byron. Matter of fact, hold on, Byron. You listen. If you listen, we on your ass, G. Oh yeah, we on your ass. <laughs> we on your ass. <laughs> you like that sometimes. Um, uh, any other thing that I watch on the podcast, y'all listeners will know if I praise it or not. But all I round it up to just say is this: Your Lion April is my number two, and I watched that the year. Only anime to make me literally not shed a third tear because Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood made me shed a third tear at the end. But this is the only anime that literally made me get a frog in my throat. Oh, it made me talk like this when I'm trying to come. That's the only anime that made me do that shit. <laughs> I cried, I cried, I cried. I've been twisting the day, then I cried some more. All I did was fucking cry. I'm a man. I can tell that I cried. Did I feel like a bitch watching it? No, I feel like a very, very emotional creature. That's what I felt like. I was, I was, I was dwelling in emotions, and it was a beautiful anime. It was beautifully animated. It was beautifully. It caught me at a loop, and when she said it all started with a lie in April, I bawled. <laughs> so that's it for me. Like I said, I will change that. Best believe. What about berserk? All right, so y'all, I'm doing. That's two clowns for me today, bro. I'm fucking stupid. Yo, Chaz gonna bust right through that there. door. Yo, Chaz <laughs> about to bust through the door. So you, wait, Mitchell Berserk, my nigga. Yeah, he's going. Yo, he was about to come choke your ass <laughs> out like <laughs> Melvin. <laughs> I finished that watching with my homie crib, G. He, he know it. He he heard the fucking thing, so nothing can go wrong. Too. So like, no, Berserk is up there, definitely. I didn't finish the manga yet because that's a lot of reading. And like mm-hmm. my nigga, who's that? Sabo said. I ain't reading, all that, I ain't shit. reading that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna finish the. I'm gonna finish the manga when I get the chance. Cuz got the book. I have no fucking excuse. Uh, that's it for me. Appreciate you, Cam, for helping me out right there. All right, I got a lot of honorable mentions. Um, 
like I'm gonna try to keep my main top five from anime this year, but for my honorable honorable mentions is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Shout out to Byron and Chaz for putting me on because that was an amazing watch. I haven't watched the new little rebuild series stuff, but I'm gonna get on that. But that was an amazing watch. Like, um, there's a lot of animes that try to be like fake deep or be visually stunning and make me think. That's one of the few anime where I'm like, I actually thought, and not like some corny, like, um, you know, thinking about human existence type stuff. I was actually like diving into characters. Like, I, I liked a lot of the characters in that show. So Neon was dope. Code Geass, shout out to Cam. I watched that this year. Code Geass was amazing. That ending, um, I'm an older brother. So seeing anything that has where you have an older brother trying to protect your little sister, that hit and that ending just made me, I was just sitting there. Lelouch is one of the best main characters of all time. I'm Ooh, why did I forget that? Yo, bro. yeah, Cole Giaz is in my honorable mention as well, G. I'm forgetting a lot of stuff, bro. Cole I watched Giaz a lot. <laughs> um, both of these animes I mentioned are in my new top 10. So if I put them in the list, they would have been on, like, that would have been number, Cole Giaz would have been one, Neon Genesis would have been two, but I'm going to leave it. Um, and then Villain Saga. And Villain Saga is the best anime I watched this year out of everything I watched. Um, it would have been number one if it came out 2020. But since we're talking about our 2021s, then I'm going to get to that. But Villain Saga is the best anime I watched this year. Fucking lit opening, amazing main character, amazing characters overall. Just love the animation. Just watch it. I can't, me talking about it isn't going to help. You just got to watch it. Uh, but my top five, starting at five, is Uzaki-chan. I watched that purely off of everybody talking about it. I didn't want to check it out because <laughs> the whole big boob, uh, I didn't know how old she was. So y'all told me they was in college. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. <laughs> but um, it's hilarious. I read the manga. I'm caught up on the manga after I watched the anime. So some, I love it. It's a hilarious little slice of life. Um, check it out. Uh, don't be horny and watch it for horny reasons. Just watch it for the movies yeah hey man do better do better 2021 but um number four is Jujutsu Kaisen and I'm only putting it there because I'm reading it so I watched some you know I watched the anime and it's dope but the only reason why it's on this list because I'm reading the manga and I'm enjoying the manga right now where you guys are at in the anime it's okay I know a lot of people are talking about Junpei and shit I didn't care when I was reading it and then I watched it. I still don't care about that little. Oh, one. so spoilers for me is that nigga like actually dead? Yep. Wait, who? Wait, who? Junpei. The Sake nigga. What the fuck? Why the fuck you put him in the opening? They were sending y'all off when I was watching they that opening. The they were sending you guys off. <laughs> Yo, because I was like, because when, because, okay. There was, I forgot to mention in quick news, Jujutsu Kaisen episode 14 ain't dropped for like three weeks. But this week's episode, I'm like, when uh, Itadori said you had to kill somebody, and if you felt the type of way, I'm like, huh? I'm like, I thought, I thought you was like talking about like the little. Him or some friendship yeah. is magic stuff, but like, the, the fuck is that opening? <laughs> Damn. Was sending you, I was laughing when I was watching the opening because my sister was watching it, and she was like, oh, it's another. um." You know, redeeming a character, and I just was laughing to myself. Hey, the fact that they killed dude, matter of fact, G, it's in my top five now, G. Because I'm like, hey, I respect yeah, it. That means y'all don't give a fuck. 
cool. I didn't like dude though, so like, when I was reading it, I didn't really care. But I respect that they, you know, didn't you know try you just to let the redeem. fuck out of us. <laughs> yeah, dude. From what I know, he's dead. That's that's. And uh, maybe later on down the road, they do some shonen shit and bring niggas back to life. But right now, he's dead. So, yeah. Um, Jujutsu at four. Lay it down. Number three is Fire Force. Actually, no. No. I actually, no, that's that's Cap. Number three is The Great Pretender. That was a dope uh, anime to watch. Visually pleasing. Um, I like the little heist theme that they were going with it wasn't necessarily going to be predictable but it was very entertaining in terms of the characters and characterization and how they bounced off of each other i enjoyed that so that was a fun little watch and it was anime me and my sister could watch together we don't really our tastes don't mix much so that's one of the few that we both enjoyed watching together so that was a dope moment number two is fire force um yeah number two is fire force i loved binging that I'll hold that out for not watching the first season, but I caught up on season two right after the last episode came out. Y'all talked about it, but I made it nonetheless. But the animation on that show is the only downfall is Tamaki and who else? The um, Pink Hair Story. Pink Hair Evangelist. That is the lamest, the lamest villain or the lamest character arc I've ever watched. Um, I don't like her at all. And you, you can you, I hate her more than Tamaki because I know I get what Tamaki is doing. I get what they're trying to do with that. It's not for me. That's some pedo shit. But I get what y'all trying to. That pink hair girl. I don't know what you were trying to do. I don't know what type of anarchy, masochist, sadist, whatever archetype you're trying to go for. You failed. Um, you, you let me down, Fire Force. But Benny Maru is dope. Uh, animations of Arthur is amazing. Shinra is amazing. Kibana's and I just I love a lot of the main cast. And if there's an anime where I love I remember the names of the characters, you did a good job. So yeah, that's for Fire Force. And then number one is Origairu. I know Cam calls it uh, you know, what what'd you call it? Psychology Philosophy one oh one. Philosophy the and uh, the romance. Philosophy <laughs> romance, bro, one on one. I'll I'll say this. I'll say, cause Cam is right to it like there's a lot of talking. He's not lying. But for me, I relate a lot to Hiki Guy because in high school, every like for me, I did a lot of moments where I thought I was smarter, smarter, and I was the smartest nigga in the room. So when he was doing that little inner monologue stuff. I related to him. I fuck with it too. I used to do I that, that shit. No cap. I love, I love his character. He's funny as hell. He, he stayed who he was throughout the entire anime. He did everything he wanted to do his way, stuck to it, and he got the girl, and he came up with one of the best quotes. And um, well, fuck. what did he say, Chris? What was the word he said? I'm gonna um distort your life. Oh yeah, I'm gonna distort your <laughs> life, G. Distortion, bro. That, G, that line works, by the way. <laughs> hey, I'm using it. That line works, by the way, G. That's Hell all no. I'm gonna say. That line works. Get the fuck out of here. It <laughs> works. Distort people's lives. You, you just you don't phrase it like his goofy ass did. I'm about to you... say, bro, that's some corny shit, bro. <laughs> hey, the line worked. You gotta be smooth with it, G. The yeah, subtitle when I saw it, I'm like, man, he pulled some, he pulled the dictionary on it. I like that. But my yeah, dick distort your pussy. Use it, use it wisely. You gotta but, use uh, it. You that's... gotta have proper game to use that. G. Exactly. <laughs> she gotta like you first. Don't just randomly hit her with it because you're just gonna hold that. But 
that's it for me for this year. All right, so for me, I'll give my honorable mentions, uh, which are, I think actually all of my anime are 2020 anime. Um, so my honorable mention goes to Jujutsu Shippuden and uh, <laughs> ReZero Season 2. Uh, Jujutsu Shippuden's really good, man. It's, uh, like I said before, bro, we had, a, we had a point in our life where we comparing shit to OG Naruto and fucking Shippuden. I feel old. Uh, shout out to that. Uh, ReZero Season 2, the only reason why I didn't make my top five because that ending was fucking terrible. <sighs> Crash. And it kind of ruined the whole... It kind of ruined the, the season. Force. I ain't gonna... Damn force. <laughs> Damn. It, that shit was ass. Um, so, number five is Fire Force Season 2. Really liked it. Fuck that pink hair shorty. Bitch was annoying as shit. You didn't learn your lesson with Tamaki. I bet I thought you did in Season 1. Fucking <laughs> fools. Um, but uh, shout out to the Soul Eater, uh, shout out to the Soul Eater, uh, Universal Cinematic Universe, whatever you're trying to build. Uh, I fuck with it, and I'm looking forward to what happens in season three. Um, number four is Miss the Misfit of Demon Academy. Oh, uh, we first fried that show because we was like, yo, this show's kind of mid, but like, as I, it I was on it, it did show, pick up. I fuck, I love it, and the ending, uh, reminded me of Cold Geass, uh, with Lelouch's sacrifice, so I fucked uh. with it. Um, and I like the dynamic that I like the dynamic that they have between the main character and the hero. So, you know, the demon king and the hero of the story. So it was it was a dope show. Um I don't know if it's gonna get a season two because the way it ended, but if it does No, it's actually it's confirmed to get a season two. It's confirmed. Oh. It's just I don't think it's coming out till I don't think it's coming out to twenty twenty one, I think. I don't remember. It might come out this year, but COVID might push the back. Okay. Well, hey, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, number three is Tony Kawa over the moon. Damn shame you didn't have that on your list, Chris. Um, oh, man. Uh, but I fucking loved it. This is the best romance anime of the year. Um, and especially after the heaping cesspool of gunk that was um, rent a girlfriend. Oh, I needed, no. I needed that um, cream <laughs> shit, and that was Tony Kawa. So shout out to that. Um, millionaire Detective. Shout out to my tune. A vibe. My boy, Daisuke. Um, mm. Man, they were doing some Nova shit, bro. So I fuck with it. Um, and then number one, y'all already fucking know what's number one. I've been saying this shit. It's fucking Haikyuu over the top, season four, whatever. The entirety of Haikyuu. I watched this whole fucking show. And, and it's high, like episode one hooked me in. I rewatched a lot of shit from Haikyuu, like damn near. Like I, I rewatched season three at least like three times, like throughout the entire year. Season two, I rewatched like the final conference, the final uh, match between them and I behind so many times. Season four, part two, the match between them um, and the twins was fucking amazing. The moments, everything about that show. You made someone who don't care about sports care. Especially fucking volleyball. Stand the fuck out of your show, dog. <laughs> That's an accomplishment, bro. So big ups to Haikyuu being my personal anime of the year. You deserve it. Y'all the GOAT. And I cannot wait for season five, the match between them and uh, Nekoyama. The battle of the garbage dump, I think that's what they call it. So that's it for me. 
All right. So next is our top five moments. So this, and I think I mentioned it to y'all, but it could range from anything from gaming, manga, and anime. Mm. Uh, my number, Venom Saga ended this year, right, Daytrail? Like the final episode was this year. It wasn't. I, I think know. it was before 2019. I mean, 2020. I don't know. Bro, probably feel like it ended like the saga. first week of January. I don't know. It feels weird. But uh, if not, if I'm wrong, I could be wrong. But I don't mention Vinland Saga ending because w- I'm not exactly sure of the timing. But that Vinland Saga last episode slapped. I don't care what nobody say. That that was a fire way to end the show. It would have been uh, 10 out of 10 if when he dropped that knife in the mentos, montage play after he played the opening. Ooh, been bro, you was, oh, man. you was three days. Three days. Days, bro. It's three it days. It's three days it, short. It, it aired. It aired on the 29th of December. Oh, <laughs> um, well, and look, man, it still count. I don't care. Like, Wait, I don't like, care. Was 2020. No, it, no, the last the episode. December The oh. last episode was December 29th. I was about to say, I got another clown coming. <laughs> but uh, but still, no, like that last episode was just fine. It deserves an honorable mention because it still feels like recently. That's just how close. Because I know it's close. But uh, just that last episode was fire. Just how my man's said, you know what, man? Fuck all of this, G. Everybody's up out of here, G. Uh, so now the actual list. So uh, number five. I know it's not really anime exactly, but it relates. Death Battle turning Rock Lee into a pack was the greatest thing, one of the greatest moments of this year. Shit was, shit Death Battle turning Rock Lee into a backwood. I don't care what nobody say, G. We needed that, G. We Amazing. needed that. And I'm, in terms of we, we as in the black people who don't sit there and say Rock Lee has hands, he could beat anybody. Because just because you have hands, you get your ass kicked. And literally, Sanji whooped that man's ass and dominated that man. So I want should. y'all to understand. Shout out for King of Lightning because he recently made a video called Rock Lee Sucks. And that oh, I funny. saw that. Hey, I gotta check it out, man. See, see now I have to check it out. I'm, I'm a martyr in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm mad. Daytra, uh, <laughs> he is a martyr. G. He Daytra is the martyr. G. He is the one who started the slander. <laughs> they tried to get him out of here, but regardless. Shout out to Death Battle. That's the only credit that we ever gave you guys. It's shout out to y'all for getting that man up out of there. Uh, number four was when Sephiroth first appeared on Final Fantasy VII. Uh, when he just popped up in the nigga cloud while he walking the street. That was epic, G. I literally have a... I had a save file just to replay that moment. Because I just liked wow. how that nigga... <laughs> like, even though that the meme living rent-free rent in your head popped up, I think, around well, a couple months ago. Sephiroth started that shit back in March. Because yeah. <laughs> he was in that nigga cloud head said, look, look man, that, I'm here. No, that nigga, that nigga was a prelude to Johnny Silverhand. <laughs> yo, that's yo, that's why they that's why the game got delayed. <laughs> Bro, I need I need a now, okay, PC niggas. I need a PC mod of fucking Johnny Silverhand as fucking Sephiroth. Gee, we need that. Yeah, we, we need, need that. <laughs> <laughs> we need that, bro. PC gamers, do y'all thing, G, please. Uh, so yeah, so Sephiroth just literally just on that nigga's clouds. Uh, mind G nine stop. Uh, Mandalorian as a whole, G. Mandalorian as a whole is just a whole vibe. 
like especially the last episode of season two but just it was just a whole ride a whole journey that that's lit in itself uh and baby yoda uh number two was uh my number two is uh shiggy uh on my hero just literally nuking all the heroes g like just off a of flex and just turning <laughs> niggas to backwoods g i needed that bro i needed that just so i could know the levels of what my hero's trying to go and he turned pretty much 70 percent of the heroes probably uh into literally ashes to ashes dust to dust hey i need somebody to roll up my blunts i needed that g uh and then my final one is haikyuu everything in haikyuu g all the matches in haikyuu is a whole vibe bro all of them i don't care all of them was a moment and haikyuu in itself is a moment and i love that shit g but if we had to be very specific if i had to be very very specific uh the match the championship match to get them to nationals uh against that team uh Kira i can't Toizawa. pronounce it uh, akira torizawa oh. i thought it started with an s yeah Shira torizawa oh see i'm not pronouncing all of that shit. but bro <laughs> when they beat them bro I, I i shed a tear i was happy for them niggas g I was so happy. All the seniors, when all the seniors gathered in a circle and they started crying, G, I, I felt that shit. Like, G, I, I have that as a meme, bro, because that I felt that energy of just like, we did that shit, nigga. We did it. So, love it. Love Haikyuu. So, those are my top five moments. Uh, somebody else go. Right. I'll go. Um, for my number five moment, is Sanji clashing with King and me going on my Discord tirade, trolling Zoro <laughs> niggas for like months. That was an amazing moment. Um, number four is everything Monopoly related. And just saying like, everybody getting online and saying, hey, who, are we gonna shoot these dice? Like, <laughs> and, and the reluctancy, but everybody ended up playing and having a good time. Um, the verbal tactics that we all did in our own way. Y'all let Day Trail, Day Trail talk y'all into giving them the shit. I'm going to give Day Trail his props. He made me think that I was getting a profitable outcome while I was getting finesse. Every time. And it's just crazy. Like, you got to sit back and just be in awe. Like, I tried my best to not get bamboozled, and I did. So... It is what it is. After, to the game. after the first time, I was like, never again. <laughs> I'll stall this game as long as I can. <laughs> hey, bit. And some of Day Trail's deals, I ended up winning. I ain't and, got a single and deal. That's the thing. I gotta... You win, but you lose. <laughs> At the end of the day, I won. And you got to go to the winner's side sometimes. So, it, But Monopoly was fun. Fun as hell. Uh uh, my number, t- my number three is every Doctor Umar moment. I know that's not video games related, but that's just on. Um, I would see all the memes are just hilarious. Bro, those memes uh, are hilarious. Fucking funny. Um, my number two is reading Vinland Saga. Um, the I know that final half is farming simulator, like Daytrell said, but I just like it's the same feel I got when I read Berserk. I don't know. It's just it's a really fun manga experience is different um the art is just amazing it's, it's it's just like how berserk is if you go back in the episodes and you hear me talk about berserk just take the same compliments put it with villain saga so i don't have to be long-winded uh and my number one is mirio getting his quirk back and i've been waiting 
I've been waiting for this day. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was quiet. I was under my rock. I was starving. I was malnourished. I was dehydrated. But I've been rejuvenated. Thank you, Horikoshi. This arc is probably my favorite arc because you gave the real one his quirk back. Because I, I honestly, I didn't think he was going to get it anytime soon. I was waiting until like a time skip. And maybe even then, I don't know, because it didn't, it didn't seem good. But pulled through, Horikoshi, you did the right thing. You got my letter. You, you took my instructions and you, and you followed through, and I appreciate it. But those are my top moments for the year. Uh, all right. Oh, you got this? Sure? No, go ahead, Kim. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, all right. So for me, top five moments, an honorable mention goes to me deleting that uh, gunk ass game sort out online. That shit was fucking trash. <laughs> Yo, Cam did buy that shit, G. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hated that fucking game. Oh, that shit was a piece of shit. And they even go into further detail. So recently, the Xbox Game Pass actually put um the fucking Gun Gale online sort of a game for free. I think extra play. So too. I played like the first hour of it, and that first hour was better than like the five hours or however many hours I put into that game before. I Fucking believe that's. I think most people who play play the Sword Art games, they put the Gun Gale game at the highest tier of like, yeah. Yo, that's I good. can say it's it's it looks like it has a lot of premise. It's, it's pretty decent. Uh, it, it's fuck that game. Oh my god. Um, shout out to Texas. Uh, number five would be uh experiencing sixty frames per second on consoles, more specifically with the Miles Morales game. Beautiful beautiful especially with the update where you can actually do it with the ray tracing as well well i haven't done that yet amazing fucking makes the game just that much more enjoyable to play as uh number four would be booting up the next gen consoles um xbox series x ps5 it was a moment you know like damn we here uh despite the the covid shit uh we can enjoy some video games and forget about the world uh and then I put number three. Like I said, I really enjoyed this game. The Pan Am ending in Cyberpunk 2077. Really good. Um, so, so much so that I want to actually experience that ending with the romance option as the male lead because there's some, I, I know that there's some differences between female and male path um, independent on the choices that you make as well. So really good ending. Uh, number two was the final confrontation uh, between Cloud and Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII Re- uh, Remake. So the, when you first, when they on that freaking broken road and the music starts playing and Cloud pulls up, she was fucking amazing. I was like, okay, this is what I'm talking about, bro. That whole fight, everything, the, even the little sequence where him and Sephiroth had that little bout in like fucking outer space or some shit. Even the callback to the the original game where you do the final Omni Slash and they did the shit was amazing. Fucking loved it. Uh, and then number one, like Chris said, damn near you could put fucking any haiku moment on here and I, I wouldn't debate with you. But my favorite haiku moment would have to be he not to receive. When he got that received and it did that animation... Like, me and Miles were jumping when that shit happened. Like, we were like, yo, this is fucking amazing. So, 
Again, man, Haikyuu, man, y'all did y'all thing. Uh, that's just me. All right, Trail. Uh, again, no particular order. Um, the Mandingo Cyberpunk shit. This is a top podcast. <laughs> Can't explain to you how crazy. Just the whole Cyberpunk rollout when we first found out Dick Options was a thing. <laughs> there, bro. Stratosphere. Um, one, I don't know if this counts this year, but I got to bring that shit up. I think it does, don't it? Because Miles came back. Do it count this year? When Chris got mopped by them niggas in 2K? I was last year. Y'all gave me oh, L of the year for that, G. Yeah, yeah. We know we gave you L of the year. G, I, got, I already took the L. It's done. It's, it's done now. That shit was good. Actually, I would say my stint in 2K of 2K19 towards now has been fucking legendary. Um, I don't think I have lost. I think I lost like one game to Chris. Other than that, I don't think I lost to anybody. Um, me winning that league. Uh, but uh, another one what has to be, like Kim said, booting up next gen for the first time uh, was crazy. Um, a lot of my stuff is probably like like sad moments. Not sad moments, but moments I was like, that shit fucked up. Um, Persona 5 Royale, at the end, when old girl just gave you a... That was right. like you moment. Like you didn't just dick her down like... <laughs> Before. <laughs> I, I, I loved it so much. Um, like DC said, Monopoly and Among Us. I will go down as the most analytical nigga in this fucking party when it comes to finding a fucking rat. I will tell y'all this right now. <laughs> Don't there bet not be a snitch among us because I will find it. Um, but yeah, that uh, I had what was the biggest moment I had in the top of my head. The, the podcast and all our jokes entirely, the party chats, that was great. Um, oh, the pan and sex scene. Moment of oh the- my God. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is so fucking hilarious, dog. She's literally sitting there. She's like, boom, can I touch you? I'm like, hell yeah. No, this nigga started touching them. This nigga, they both started touching each other first. And then they were like, oh, you feel that? Oh, I feel that. This shit feels weird. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on, dog? And then when that music hit, shit just started going crazy. It was a camera right there. It was a camera on the wish. like started doing all these fucking camera angles. And then the fucking camp got fucking attacked. And they were butt naked in the tank, dog. I'm fucking crying. Uh, the pan is sexy. Other than that, there's been a lot of moments this year. Probably a lot of moments I couldn't ask. Uh, couldn't talk about. I know we... we a lot of DC characters took a L, and I'm talking about our homie DC. A lot of his characters took a L. I know we we, we clown some shit about that. Was the H thing this year? The H shit one this year was it? The what? Fucking Wano last forever, bro. Yeah, that uh, was, that was last, last year. year. That was last year, G. Um, but um, yeah, man, that's that's it for me, bro. I ain't, you know, y'all said a fucking lot, by the way. Yeah, it it was a lot, man. Uh, so. Uh, let's do L. What, what? What? Has anybody really took an L amongst us really that hard? Oh, I got an L of the year. Yeah, what? What would be L of the year? My L of the year goes to COVID nineteen. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> that's that's easy. That's a gimme. Like, I think like that's fuck, fuck that nigga COVID. Like fuck that gunk nigga COVID nineteen. Um, <laughs> just just the everything surrounding it. Like, all right. So this is gonna sound 
it's gonna sound bad coming from me, but just know that I'm, I'm still very sympathetic and empathetic, right? So I would say that a lot of people are like, yo, 2020 has been like the worst fucking year for me, blah, blah, blah. 2020 has been one of the best fucking years of my life, regardless of the COVID-19 stuff. Uh, and we'll actually get to that with the W of the year that I got for uh, personally. But um, yeah, like, you know, business-wise, everything like that has been really good for me. But at the same time, I realized the severity of COVID-19 you know, over was it? It's like two hundred fifty thousand people now, three hundred thousand going up and higher. Um, just ridiculous. Uh, we had a you know a presidency that didn't care enough to disclose important information regarding it. Who uh, didn't show any effort in trying to improve it and said we're just going to come with a beautiful new healthcare system to combat it. It's just stupid shit like that. So that's my L of the year goes to just the. the everything's around because like honestly i mean like prior to i mean you know he had like the death of kobe and all this other stuff but like people really started treating 2020 like it was like oh this year sucks when COVID became a thing so uh you know that's my other year yeah. hey. worse than how this year was scary sight um i would say my elder year goes to cd project red I don't think you could take any bigger L than this. Yeah. Uh, even though you have a great game, even you just want to opt the mask a little bit. You want to have, you want to have one of the best games that came out. I'll be singing this game's praises to the mountaintops, G. Uh, it's no bigger than that. This comes from a dude who hyped himself up for the game, so I don't think any L is bigger than that. I'm trying to see if. No, I don't. I don't think any. I don't think I would consider if it was subjugate like this L. If Cam took like world L's, I would take the gaming L of the year, and then D, I mean Chris or DC would take like anime L of the year or something. That'll probably go to fucking Seven Deadly Sin season. That shit was ass. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but like the gaming L, it has to be, and it came right at the end. Cyberpunk. Man. Cyberpunk. Uh. I got one. It's more comedic though, but uh, my L of the year goes to all those white dudes that got stomped out in them Black Lives Matter protests. Oh. <laughs> Specifically, the dude that pulled out the bow and arrow, and you didn't let that shit off, and they yo, jumped you. Yo, yo, yeah, yo, honestly, yeah, yeah. yo, not even just that. They, 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 fl- they burnt that. They blew dude car up. G. <laughs> they blew his car up. G. <laughs> They stomped that nigga out and blew his car. Why you see that nigga like a GTA resident, bro? <laughs> he hopped out the car thinking he gonna do something with that bow and arrow, bro. He's like, hey, what you doing? What you doing? He's like, I'm gonna do it. And they was like, bitch. Bro. <laughs> Fucked up. But yeah, and then the other one where like they just swarmed dude and he was just, and then it, like roaches and then just left them there. Like crumpled up on the street. Dude oh, in there yeah. on the ground like a fucking Yamcha with some Cyberman, bro. Yeah, that, bro. We saw a dude, dude who pulled out that sword and started yes, chasing under the machete. They was like, they was like, oh no, we on your ass. Yeah. Uh, then they hit dude with a skateboard. Yes. Yes. Bro. And they threw a <laughs> rock at him right too. Now, there's a lot of things in this world that are hurt if you get hit by. But the fucking wheel of a skateboard, yo, is- yo, don't they call them things trucks? By the way, yes. so it's like, come yes. on, man. <laughs> Oh, uh, that that lady in a wheelchair who got sprayed, and they made the edge interest off of it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro! Creative doing the riots, bro. Holy yeah, bro. honestly, that, that's honestly, that yeah, that's my L of the year. Go, is going towards white people, G, 
just white people as a whole this year has been acting like a goddamn ass. Like, everybody's acting like an ass. But white people, just in terms of how they handled COVID, the Black Lives Matter protests that got out of hand, the police brutality shit that got out of hand. Million Don't MAGA f- March. The MAGA <laughs> March. Oh, my God. The MAGA March. <laughs> Y'all look so goofy. Uh Oh, my God. Gee, so much. Getting angry over mask. So much. Cut my hair. So much. Oh, haircuts. Like, bro, I never would they have marched thought. to City Hall with guns because they couldn't go to the gym and they couldn't get their haircuts. Gee. Dude had a I, pipe wrench, too. <laughs> there was a pipe wrench. But just white people as a whole, gee, if you're a white person that says, look, man, I hope you're not one of them types. If you are, so be it. You, you've been listening to us for this long. You should know what you're getting yourself into. But white people are literally have to hold the biggest L of this year. Because y'all fucked up so many times this year. Y'all part of the problem. Y'all are technically still majority of this country. I hate to phrase it that way. But literally, y'all are part of the, y'all are the biggest part of why things are fucked up of 2020. Y'all. Y'all. The appease y'all. Y'all fucked it up for everybody, G. So literally, hold that big fat L. Please hold it. Cherish it. Love it. Love it. Hold on tightly to that bitch, cause y'all hold that ill big time as a as a collective, as a collective. G, it's sad, but uh, so that's my L of the year. Excuse me. Uh, what's the funniest party moment of the year? I was at the parties like for the beginning, and I took a long ass. Hey Cam, wasn't that this year when you trolled uh, Beano's and he got mad? (laughs) It was because I think I forgot what game we was playing. I forgot I what game it was, but I literally remember where Cam joined. Cam was barely on the party for like three <laughs> minutes. And all I hear is, I'm like, I forgot what was said. And then Cam said, I am toxic, nigga. I, like, <laughs> yeah, I am toxic. <laughs> I was like, bro. And, B, and, yo, and Eugene was just, mad, just got so mad. He left the party for like the rest of the day. I'm like, hmm. It be that way sometimes. Hey, be knows if you're listening to this, bro. All love, I still love you, nigga. But I'm, I'm a toxic motherfucker. <laughs> like, Cam was like, I am toxic. <laughs> so I love seeing, I love seeing you mad, nigga. <laughs> I, I came in at the title, and all I heard was Beano's Lee. I'm like, the fuck, I missed. Uh, funniest group, funniest party chat moment, G. I don't, man. It's so much. Uh, my niggas, listen. And this, it, a lot of y'all, but Chris, bro, I'm sorry. Our WWE 19 fucking chat moments, bro. When that nigga Byron curb stumped the referee, bro. I couldn't, bro. I couldn't. <laughs> extra came out with Stevie Ray and said, "This is how we used to do it back then, bro." I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh my god. I couldn't take it no more, G. That <laughs> shit. <laughs> you wasn't on the party on this one, G, but it was like, it was me buying the extra, and, uh, extra at Leviathan. Batista as Leviathan. And, G, he was just so annoying, bro. <laughs> it was so annoying, G. Oh, man, that was a time, though, G. The W2K19 mode was a time. <laughs> oh, bro. 
Anybody else got what? DZ, you got what? I don't know, man. Because, like, most of my, I said it again. I keep saying, like, I keep repeating myself Among Us and Monopoly. Just Bro. say it as a whole. Funny moments. I, I think no, the funniest Monopoly one was when uh, I think it was Miles. He said, "No, y'all trying to make Daytra win. Give me the, <laughs> give me your property. And I was like, it don't make a difference. I don't want to help neither one of y'all niggas." Full disclosure, people of the podcast. For some apparent reason, these I have a conniving fucking voice, bro. I don't try to have it. And when I fucking talk, niggas think I'm trying to deceive them, bro. I don't have a deceiving bone in my body. I just know how to play a fucking game. I know how treacherous yeah. Monopoly is. Am I trying to see? No. Am I trying to win? A fucking course. But am I trying to be like, if you eat this red apple, all your dreams will come true. Fucking no. It's not what like you, that. What, what do you wish for? <laughs> now I feel better. Now, it was one of us uh, party game where... Uh, it was funny because Daytro automatically just said it was me. I'm like, bro, I didn't even... I didn't even do nothing at all. All I did was change the wires. Somebody got smoked the first five seconds. It was Chris. I'm like, the fuck with me? And he, everybody believed him. Everybody voted me out. I was like, what the fuck? And I think it was just D. And it ended up being DC. Oh. <laughs> it ended up being DC. The fucking, uh, when, so. when, when me and Chaz, like, first played Among Us and Chaz, uh, Went dropped into the vent in front. Now this is L, this is a this is L on me too because I thought from the shit I was watching I thought you could like fucking like disguise yourself as one of the crewmates. I didn't know that like it shows who you are as you vent. So me and Chaz like we super fucking noobs, bro. We just go down. I was like, hey, yeah, just vent, bro. And then they call the meeting and vote that nigga Chaz out. I'm like, damn. Said, nigga, I saw you go in the vent, nigga. <laughs> Oh, and also y'all was uh, was it Byron having um, couples couples quarrels with his girlfriend over uh, Among Us? That was mad funny. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That shit was too, bro. bro <laughs> that shit was mad funny. Oh, man, I know I had. I know I had a moment, and I'm trying to find that moment on which I had, bro. I had one of those moments where I was just going on a joke tangent, and I can't fucking think about it, bro. No, oh no, I think somebody said something about Goku, and you was about to get off. Daytrail's like, yeah, I'm about to get off, y'all. Somebody said something about Goku. Daytrail went on a rant for like <laughs> 40 minutes straight, and I was like. Nigga, I just finished like five games of the show, and this nigga's still going on. So I said something bad about Goku. It was just something. It was something about Goku, and Daytrail was like really about to get off. He just went on this rant and just kept going and going. Oh, I think I was going. there for that party moment. I think I was there. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> not that one though. I know I have my Goku moments. It's not that. I something. I know it's some offensive too. It has to be something offensive. That's my best work in one of them. I'm trying to remember one of them because I remember one. Which is like, I don't know. We can continue this podcast. Going on. All right. Uh, next group chat moment. So in the actual group, the the group, the group me messaged uh, group chat. Funniest moment on there. Off top of my head, uh, when extra call Ruby Riot to can Sam. That's fucked up. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was solely because they like shout out to the WWE divas. They were doing like a 
non makeup, how they look without their makeup thing. It was like, okay, oh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like I, the funny thing is, I noticed it about Ruby Riot. I just didn't say it. Extra just went on. And then, Extra don't care, bro. Extra is no filter when it comes to wrestling. G. <laughs> G. He called her Toucan Sale without saying it. And then like I remember Daytrail was just like, wait, huh? He said he Daytrail was just really like, like in shock. They said. He called her the freaking chick off the damn cereal box, man. What the <laughs> fuck wrong with you? <laughs> like, that was hilarious as hell. Uh, it was another one. Uh, it was we, it was a lot of random moments where the group chat just got busting out of nowhere. Uh, hey, hey, I ain't gonna cap. Fucking December 21st group chat was lit too, G. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shit was crazy as well. I'm trying to find out. I'm look, I'm actually looking through the gallery to see in which moments. There was one time where uh when I think Byron called Miles uh it said Miles and T Grizzly fuse they're gonna be just called Grizzly. I, to me it was it, it was just hilarious just how Byron just said it randomly. I was like <laughs> just like and they'll just be Grizzly. I was just like okay. Uh it was hella funny group chat moments. It's just I'm really mad I ain't screenshot them up when I had the chance. Yeah. Like the group chat just be busting out of nowhere. <laughs> and then DC will pop up at the end and be like, God damn, what I miss? Because yeah. <laughs> I turn notifications off. I'd be late. Yeah, I noticed. I'm like, because the funny when you'd add me, you could tell who turns notifications off. I'm like, oh, okay. Damn, for real? <laughs> Yeah, that's some invasion of some fucking privacy right exactly, there. Bro. Sometimes I just don't want to hear y'all niggas. G. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, hey, look, I understand. Shoot, nah, sometimes I don't Who's... want my phone going off crazy too. Shit. Who's the one that put that uh, Jamaican? Uh, no, not the Jamaican. The uh, the X Men. Uh, uh, they trail the bro, the tra- This the theme song. G. Yeah. yeah. Bro, I swear to God. When you say I got a, I got a big blue crib here on trip set. <laughs> That was a bar. That nigga said I got me. you. And that nigga uh that nigga Xavier ten toes, bro. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that nigga can't stand. So if I knock out Mystique, it ain't domestic chill. Kill me, bro. Mad funny. <laughs> oh man. Uh trying to think it was it was just a bunch of just random funny shit oh when um, we was critiquing um the the tinder girl on her anime list oh yeah that one was funny <laughs> with miles miles like, like what should i do <laughs> like this is what you should do oh yeah like, what should i do niggas was like yeah bro make her watch berserk like watch this shit bro, we was getting- <laughs> oh, and she was like, oh, I like watching Seven Deadly Sins. I was like, in that shit. <laughs> oh, the trash ass list, man. I'm trying to think. Some other oh, ones. man. It's like the group chat had moments. <laughs> Damn, nothing bro. nothing still tops the, um, I think it was last year when we did the kid kid getting his arm taken off by Shanks. Gee, gee that was just hilarious. Bro, that's a classic. <laughs> that, that was a classic. classic that was chipping my sanity away. <laughs> Yo, was DC fucking... was so mad at us. <laughs> my sanity has been gone. I don't even like the nigga like that. I don't know why I did that. But all those times I screenshot them uh them Discord niggas trying to be 
fake gangsters. Oh my bro. god, the fucking the incohesive uh, paragraphs. Oh, they. Tr- that's another one. They trills like, what the fuck are these niggas saying? <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> you gotta read every third yeah. word. All right, I think we can move on to W of the Year, though. I think we got enough. Yeah, so uh, W of the Year. Shoot. Uh, you go first, Cam. All right, my W of the Year uh, goes to me, Daytrail, and Chaz for getting our own place. I don't think nothing can top that. To be honest, uh, it was a big step for me and Daytrail. This is our first place ever <laughs> uh this is like i think Chaz has had a couple places but this is like the first place that he really felt like he could call home so like big ups and i mean we did all like i said before <clears throat> it's fuck covid but i'm saying like when people go like oh 2020 is like the worst year ever like no this is like one of the best years of my life in terms of like just move just opportunities open up to me me being able to move out with my my brothers and just chill and not have to worry about my name being called fucking five seconds still do some shit good freedom so uh that's that's my w of the year uh hey, hey we go cap not to get sentimental in this bitch this is my w of the year too to have my own room nigga fucking may of june nigga i was fucking homeless okay i was sleeping in a, a house that was that was abandoned my nigga on a fucking on a fucking bed in the front room. Now I got my own room. I got a job. We don't want to be there. I got a job. Motherfuckers, motherfuckers didn't have heat in that bitch. Okay, and and that this shit this shit was not even a year ago. All because of one fucking you know situation. Uh, I I, I was able to with all that shit going on, I was still able to to complete the program I in, get in this bitch where I supposed to be at. Do it. I ain't never. Missed the episode of this fucking podcast that I was supposed to record. I went through hell and high water in 2020. Hell. Ain't never missed one of these bitches. I stayed 10 toes with my homies. So it's it just, though this Literally. fucking year sucks and ain't no, ain't no which way and way of going about it, we got through this bitch. Just getting through 2020 was a W for, for me, especially. So, yeah. Those stats jersey decent. Uh, my W year actually, I'm gonna. Uh, it's gonna be all of us, G. Like, like, literally, all of us had our own trials and tribulations to get through. Like, y'all know mine I ain't gonna sit and throw it on the podcast and shit. But, uh, <clears throat> but at the same time, like, we all been through some shit and we all found a way to get through it. And, like, y'all getting y'all crib, I was like, I was happy for y'all, G. I was so freaking happy, like, even though, and just like what we're doing with the brand we're doing big things like we got our merch we lately we have a foundation like even though we for the listeners we'd be having our own little private meetings and shit like i'm proud of that shit that we done daytra like i'm daytra like look man uh, outside this pod daytra is like my little brother like you know i have my own like blood little brother daytra is like the little brother i sit there and be like look man i will look out for him any way that i possibly could if that nigga say he needs a ride and he's in Inglewood 2 a.m. in the morning, I'm going to find a way to get to that nigga because I don't need him to get smoked. <laughs> but I will, I will. that's how far, that's the limps I will go for him. And just see him have his little, like, his moments of just prosperity and just consistently, 
it makes me happy. Same for Cam, same for DC. Like, just seeing everybody win in our own way makes me happy, G. And, like, I, it just lets me know, like, literally, even though that fact that we had our shares of L's and W's this year, that that next year, it just hardened us up to get more W's next year. Because literally, it's just oh. all this on the come. And also, shout out to uh, All-Star Weekend being in Chicago, G. Cause, uh, Even though it was cold as fuck. <laughs> and Meg the Stallion's birthday, too. He had a birthday party. I'm mad I could not get into that party. <laughs> that's actually, I, that's my L of the year. I couldn't get into Meg the Stallion's birthday party, G. I am Damn. still heated. I couldn't get in there, G. But it's cool. It be that way sometimes. But I was still able to enjoy All-Star Weekend, meet cool people and stuff like that. Then COVID happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, DC, go ahead. All right, my W of the year goes to everybody on the pod right now, plus Miles and Chaz. Um, out of all the people I know in my age group, you guys are the only people that I know that are constantly evolving. Cam with certifications, Daytrail with year up, and you know, just like how you said, all the stuff that was going through that you was going through in your life, and you just continue to be positive and um, just a source of inspiration for me personally. Same thing with Chris. Everything you do with the pod how you handle things, how you juggle multiple podcasts week to week is just amazing. Like the amount of work you put in, keeping everybody situated, keeping everybody on task is the, is a big thing. Miles with his uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube and Twitch stuff and Chaz with his music, just when I'm doing something that I feel like I I can't do something and I'm looking at y'all, I'm like, man, I can't be a bitch about it, but y'all constantly growing. So y'all get the W for me for this year. Hey, man, that's love. But, yeah, so shout out to all of us, man. We out here winning in, in, in ways that, hey, we out here winning. And the thing is, the grind never stops. That's the key is the grind never oh, stops, God. G. Like, no matter how bad things look, because literally it's one, like, literally, I understand we're in the pandemic and COVID and all of that, but that shouldn't stop you from literally trying to take the easy way out every way possible. It's a bag out there, and I'm trying to get it. Exactly. Now, some people literally had to do the bagging other means, which, hey, I understand. But also, it's some people who literally fumbled that bag <laughs> that they took advantage of through other means and literally back to square one. And so it's like, or literally just said, fuck everything. I'm just going to sit there and use the pandemic as a big fat excuse for everything. And I see those people struggling, struggling every day. I see the Snapchats, I see the IG stories, but, and I feel bad for those people. I see most quit jobs because literally they're scared of COVID. Like, gee, it be, it's real out here, but at the same time, it's like, gee, be smart about it. So don't use, if you let in something that's affecting like every single human and you let your excuse to be on some bullshit, then when did the blazers come back? But uh, then literally, you, you the one that's fucking up. That says more on your psyche than anything. Because next year, when things start to slightly get back to normal, the ones who got hardened by it, they're going to be ready to, for anything. While you just sit there like, well, I ain't what do shit. <laughs> I guess. It be that way. But, uh, yeah, fuck you, man. But, uh, but yeah, so 
that's it for our year in review. Oh, wait. We still got to do clowns, bro. I'm sorry, G. This is the last clown segment of the freaking year, G. You, you mugs thought they were about to get away with this shit, G. We just gave y'all W's, G. Playing this So, uh, my last clown of the year. And it's about to be Chicago Bulls fans, G. Look, I need you motherfuckers to understand, G. This team is rebuilding still, technically. You niggas still crying for Doc Rivers. What? Doc Rivers was not coming to Chicago, G. He wasn't. <laughs> Doc Rivers is of a tier of coach, no matter how you feel about him. He's from the crib, too. Shout out to Doc Rivers, G. But that man is either going to coach a contender or he's going to sit his black ass down and retire. He was not about to come home to Chicago to look at this uh, railroad of a mess that well that that's getting fixed. And some of you niggas talk as if we don't have a whole new front office and a whole new coaching staff. Cause now, guess who I'm looking at now? Are these players worth a fucking damn? And you niggas don't fail to understand that, G. Some of you niggas still came for Wendell Carter Jr. G. That nigga ain't shit. It's okay to accept that, bro. Denzel Valentine is still on our roster. Denzel Valentine is on the roster's foot because he, based on what they said, can shoot. I have yet to see the man make a three. Lori Marketing scares me. <laughs> Zach Levine is the only positive part, point of this team. And seeing Kobe White literally dribble literally dribble the shot clock away and run around the hoop two times in, uh, in one possession makes me believe that nigga is not supposed to ever be a point guard. That team is ass, and it's because of Garpax, not because of Billy Donovan, not because of uh, the new niggas in charge, because of Garpax, and they just want to see who's worth a damn, but you niggas want to blame the fact Doc Rivers isn't this team's, isn't the coach. Shut the fuck up, and this is coming from a dude who is a Bears fan. I'm depressed. I believe that, the Jaguars the might be. I'm, I believe the Jaguars is winning tomorrow. I damn straight believe the Jaguars is winning tomorrow. But that's the reason why. Step in a depression, right? Or the grieving process? Oh, yeah, is the accept accept it, it's the, the process of being a Bears fan. <laughs> Sadness, joy, <laughs> anger, and misery. You will embrace all four stages. Last week, I'm surprised I didn't experience none of them. I felt a lot of joy. There was a lot of joy in that game. But this week, I feel it coming. Because why? The Jaguars <laughs> is the worst team in the league that's not the Jets. But the Jaguars also literally may do something that's going to piss me the fuck off. I hope not because they need they need uh, sunshine from uh, any get remember the Titans to uh, be their quarterback next year. So I wish Damn. them well. I don't want the Bears to help them not get sunshine. So with that being said, Bears don't let me down. If not... I will really edit this podcast and edit this and say the Bears are my clowns of the year. <laughs> Technically, they are, but that's my fault for being a fan. But as Bulls fans, I just want you niggas to know, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up and watch Zach Levine drop 20 to 30 points a game. Plain and simple. That's it for me. That's my clown. Uh, I don't have a clown, but I want to end this year off on a right note with a goat. Um... It's been a long time before we said this person as I go, and I believe this person really deserves it. Uh, no shade to her partner in crime, but um, Chloe from Chloe and Haley. Let me tell y'all something, brother. Whew. 
Y'all are both melanin queens, bro. Yes. Ooh. Melanin God. queens. <laughs> one of y'all. Where's that Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> um, the words cannot explain <laughs> how many times I have ran across a picture of you on Twitter. And I thought to myself, Biggie Simmons is a bitch. <laughs> my clown right there. I don't think he ever bagged that and he had a chance. Damn, son. If he did bag that, I don't think he Well, he's the one supposed to be playing uh, um, Ariel, right? In yeah, that's the, the skinny one playing Ariel. The skinny one, yeah. Uh, that's totally oh, no. Right. Video that's came out of you grinding on that fucking microphone. That's the only time I wish I was an in him. Uh, <laughs> Man, just to be. <laughs> just to be that microphone. <laughs> Look. Say I don't agree with the part about me being horny all hours of the day. <laughs> a few hours in the day, yes, but not all hours of the day. I oh. digress. <laughs> this is blessed us with with Meg greatness and Chloe and Haley greatness. Really, melanin queens in general. This Black year women have been, winning, have been winning all year. That's another know. W. Black women, G. Y'all been y'all winning. Y'all check G. through the episodes, listeners. If we have a, I mean, a, a, a goat Hall of Fame, but if we don't, first ballot. Chloe, Chloe, her sister there too. That's kind of like the, but it's like Chloe oh. featuring her sister. Um, they both fine as hell. They both fine as fuck. But Chloe, <laughs> there is a picture of her after the gym, and a little tang. And let me quit. Let me quit. I'm done. <laughs> cool box. Do me a favor. Right above you to the left. Open <laughs> that cover right there. Hand me out in one of those nasty awards. Uh, <laughs> <my> award. <laughs> yeah. All right, my clown, my clown of the year goes to every nigga that's a part of ZKK, the uh, Zoro Zoro Killing Kaido oh. fan club. Y'all made me hate One Piece for a whole week. I did not want to read it. I did not want to talk about anything. I don't even care about Sanji versus Zoro. Y'all made me submit and admit that that green-haired moss head is stronger i don't care anymore but y'all literally make people not want to watch this series like i was looking in the comments in the death battle and they're like you know what? even if even if rockley lost i'm still not watching one piece that that it's a little twitch in my heart because it's because y'all make it no one wants to no one cares about this series as much and it's because of y'all the the literally if uh, people go around and you ask them what do you think about One Piece, they're like, oh yeah, I, all I hear is about that Zoro versus Sanji shit, and that there, 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 there's like a thousand chapters. That's that's horrible. There's so many things that's great about this series, and all you guys want to talk about in the Reddits, and in the Discords, and in the comment section. It's number two and number three. <laughs> it's number two and number three. They are subordinates. They're not rivals. They're subordinates. They they. Sanji cooks for Luffy, he cooks for the main character, and Zoro is the bodyguard. That doesn't even do that right. Just stop. I don't care about it anymore. Law is my favorite character at, at this point right now. It's just, it's done. It's done. I'm, I'm tired of this shit. Like, One Piece is now 1A. Berserk is 1B. Because he Damn. So, and depending on how One Piece ends, it might go go down even further. So, y'all, y'all, y'all clowns. For this year. <laughs> and next year too. It's gonna be the same for next year. I'm gonna say the same shit. 
because <laughs> Kaido ain't getting killed by uh, Zoro. So I'm, I'm going to recover this shit next year. That's it for me. All right, so I got a goat and a clown. So my goat goes to, I don't know if y'all can see this. This is my screenshot right there. This is my screenshot, baby girl. Meg the Stallion. That's nice. Fine. Fine. Like, just the move, the movement she made for the culture, for anime, all of this shit. Do your thing. Oh, and like, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a fucking weirdo stand, but like, I fuck with it. So like, shout out to Meg. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. That WAP video. We needed it. I needed that. <laughs> hey, fuck, man. That was a top night on Twitter. Man. <laughs> that music video made me go like, huh. Hmm. Let me go ahead, go uh, see what's to see what's to the uh, situation real quick. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, she just shout out to all the melanin queens, bro. All the black black women, bro. Big moves on all y'all parts for the culture. Just keep doing your thing, bro. Uh, and uh, if you need a man who knows how to cook, holla at your boy. Uh, I know how to cook, so I'm I'm breaking down the stigma. You don't need to be in the kitchen. I'll be in the kitchen. So uh, <laughs> shout out to that. Uh, and then my clown of the year goes to Trump supporters, as always. Like, yeah. so I, I just watched this because uh, I watched The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Shout out to that funny-ass dude. Uh, always keep it on top of uh, a lot of the political shit. But he recently uploaded a, a compilation of this the segment that they have. I think it's Jordan Klepper is his name. Where he goes around, like, during, like, the Trump rallies and shit, like, live in person and interviews like Trump supporters and asking them questions and things about like what Trump says and like, you know, the contradictions that they impose upon themselves. And it's the, the whole video is like almost an hour. And I swear to God, I was like listening to this video, like, yo, y'all are a different breed of mental <coughs> R pardation, bro. Like that, that I'm just like, wow. This is the this is some of the logic of the people who vote for, voted for this orange hair gunk clown, bro. Like just some just some stupid shit. So let my my Elliot goes to y'all, uh, constantly contradicting yourselves, constantly making yourselves look like like a fucking idiot. Um, to support one man who does not give a fuck about y'all. All he cares about is himself and himself only, and he is constantly demonstrated that. So y'all go in the Hall of Fame alongside with the orange hair goofball himself. Mr. Ex-President Donald Trump. Uh, so yeah, I'm ended it political. Oh my God, he just got political. Hell yeah, I did. So that's it for me. Yeah, look, man. Sometimes everything in life got to be involved politics. G, deal with it. Deal with that shit, nigga. But we thank you guys for listening to this podcast. We thank you for you guys for the great 2020 that you guys gave us. G, such a great year. And it's only gonna get higher from here, man. Higher. I see big teams, and it's going to take you guys to keep supporting us. One way, put money in our pockets. 35% off merch on Teespring right now. Type in U-Tweaking Media and search uh, on the search bar. We will pop up. Copy a t-shirt. Copy a face mask. Copy you a hoodie. Copy you a long sleeve. Copy something. 35% off UTM35. You will get 35% off until January 6th. 
your stuff will come timely as long as a lot of people order at the same time. And also, since Christmas is chill now, over with, delivery people will have some common sense again, hopefully. So, but we respect the uh, delivery people because sometimes a overwhelming happen. But support the brand. Also, make sure you like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. You know, make sure you do those vibe the things for us for the vibes. You know, uh, make sure notifications. you notifications. Yep, please hit the notifications. Uh, wherever, if you listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, hit that uh, follow subscribe button as well. If possible, hit that rank. Uh, hit that rank. Give us a nice little rating as well too, if you can. So all that's greatly appreciated. We appreciate you guys. And we got a lot of great things coming on the way for you guys in 2021. Utweaking Media is only going to grow bigger. Black with Tacos, the brand is only going to grow bigger as well. Uh, make sure you uh, follow us on at the at the Black with Tacos on Twitter as well. Utweaking Media on Facebook and Instagram as well. Follow those pages as well. But we appreciate you guys for listening. You're not getting an episode next week. We're taking a week off. It's needed. It's really needed. We've been grinding nonstop. We need a break. And plus, ain't like much is going on anyway because the next anime season probably ain't starting until once we come back. So, hey. Uh, and gaming-wise, ain't nothing else happening. So, we need a break. Yeah. But we appreciate you guys for listening, of course. Happy New Year's. Happy Holidays. Be safe out here. If you choose to go out on New Year's, if you Wear choose. I really hope you don't. <laughs> Stay inside, please. Stay inside, if but you feel like you have to because literally I know some states that's open. It's some illegal nightclubs out here. Put on a fucking mask. Don't be James Harden. Put on a mask. Please. Please. Hey, and a gentleman Joe Star, nigga. You've been down since day one. 2021, we getting you on this bitch. I don't know exactly. how, but it's happening. Folks. Yeah, we, we got you, bro. We haven't forgot about yeah. you, G. You've been down. You're, you're, you're the A1 day one fan, G. So like whenever we have like a yeah, so like whenever uh we have like a very toxic Discord community one day you you gotta be one of the mods. <laughs> so good luck with that, bro. But we appreciate you guys for listening and peace. Time peace to delta out. the fuck out.